Yeah, welcome to We're Just a Message podcast. I'm Mike. I got my dog Marcus with me. What's happening? What's happening, world? And of course, got my dog Drew Money on the boards. What's up with you? Ah, how y'all feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Feeling good, man. You know, it was a little bit of rainy out there, but we still moving. Yeah, that shit was coming down crazy yesterday. Yeah. All day, matter of fact. It looked like it's going to be like that for the rest of the week, too. Mm-hmm. Drew, how you feeling, man? <sighs> Seeing better days, my brother. <laughs> those, uh, those goddamn crutches. Yeah, my dog, my dog had a little accident on the court. <sighs> Don't, uh, injured reserve right now. Injured reserve. Again. AC, ACL. <laughs> Again. <laughs> this shit's crazy, man. ACL begging you to stop, man. Hey. <laughs> I'm about to. I'm finally just gonna give in, man. Get the surgery done. So you, you get know. the surgery done. Uh, fuck yeah, yeah, man. I can't do this shit no more. I'm I'm tired of being hurt, bro. I'm like no cap. I'm tired That's of injuries. Surgery. So the last time you hurt your ACL, you didn't get a surgery. Mm-hmm. Damn. Hey boy, I I had a ruptured Achilles, and so I already know how that shit could be. But you tore your shit and was still thugging. <sighs> so you just basically let it heal on its own. Damn. You can do that. It take a while, but you can do that. Hell yeah, it should take a, a while. Yeah. A few years. Mm-hmm. A few years, but yeah, this shit is it's done. This shit, like this shit. It probably was like partial, but now this shit is it's completely gone. Like yeah. yeah. But you know, we're not gonna trip on that. It's been a good week. I can say that though. You know, a lot of work got done. Um as far as from the couch really, because I'm just doing much. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's been good. It's been good. How's y'all week been? My week's been good, man. It's been real good. You know, birthday coming up Monday, so I've just been chilling, you know, just doing a lot of reflecting. But other than that, man, it's been real good, man. Real good. Now about to turn big 3-0, man. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, I'll yeah. be right behind you the next week. Shit, yeah, man. I mean, we, 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 we old. I mean, we, you know, compared to somebody who's younger than me, they would probably classify me as old. But I used to hang around a lot of older people growing up, so they still classify me as young. So mm-hmm. I don't know, 30, just kind of that age where it's like that. But I mean, I love the transformation. I'm thriving into it. I know the internet kills niggas when they hit 30. Like your career, <laughs> like everything you do is dub. Like if you're, if you haven't hit your life goals by 25, like that's it. But you know, Man. everybody who I knew who was financially successful and did things, a lot of their success came after they turn 30, you know, if if you were wise and smart and you, you know, you realize the mistakes that you made from your past and realize, you know, hey, I can't do that same shit. But there's a lot of people who are in their 20s and, you know, going into their 30s still living the same life. And if you do that, then, yeah, you're going to be somebody who's uh, who flamed out. But if you're a person who recognize, you know, all your mistakes you made and all the shit you did in the past and, you know, you can't move like that no more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, if you learn from that, then you should be all right, you know. Good things to you know come you know good things to come your way. So that's all I'm looking for, man. I'm just thanking God that a nigga's still here, you know. And that's all, and that's it, man. Just keep, stay praying, stay trying to be positive, and stay, you know, pushing forward for something, trying to strive for something new every day. Mm-hmm. What then, was the, uh you reflect on your twenties? Like, mm-hmm. what was your biggest takeaway? Man, a couple of takeaways, man. Don't rush things. Because I used to try to just rush things, thinking I had to get things done so quick and so fast. I know Ross said some shit, I think, recently. He was like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get done. You know, I don't want to be basically, you know, quoting like, well, not quoting, but, you know, saying basically that I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to get things done, you know, fast. I want to get them done correctly. And as you get older, 
you know, oh, you know, people will tell you, you know, measure twice, cut once. But when you're young, you're not really thinking about that. You're just like, I just need to get whatever I need to get to. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and within doing that, you'll make a mistake if you don't measure twice and cut once because you'll realize, damn, I didn't have to do that. If I would have just took the time, looked some more, did a little bit more research and then decided to make my move instead of just kind of jumping head first on things. So mm -hmm. I think that that helped me, you know, that's one of my biggest takeaways. Another one biggest takeaways is how I treat money. You know, we come from the age of like, you know, money come, money go. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We leave, you know, you spend it and then we're going to get it right back. But as you get older, you try to, you know, make, you try to, you know, make every dollar count. Like, you know, you try to, if you, you know, not putting it away for something or saving it or, you know, you know, maybe you just want to, you know, treat yourself, you know, you kind of want to make sure you know where all your dollars is being placed. Back then, you would spend money. You'd be like, "How the fuck I spend this money?" You know what I'm saying? Where did it, like you know this? I just got this money, and this shit is is gone just like that. And I don't even know what I spent it on, or you know, you know how I spent it like this. But as you get older, you realize, all right, this goes to here, this goes to here, this goes to here. You know, anything else, you know, I keep for myself and do what I want to do. But you know, just put keeping things in order. That's another thing I learned. And then for me, you know, kind of growing up fast, you know going places, you know, at a young age, getting into the club at, you know, a young age and just kind of doing stuff maybe before I should have been doing it. And, mm -hmm. you know, as you get older, you just just more relaxed now. Like, I just, you know, I go out if I feel like it, but it's not like, it used to be a thing of like, yeah, we're we going to hit the club and now we're going to this, but now it's just like, bro, if I do something, I do something. If I don't, I'm perfectly fine chilling on the couch tonight. Like, I don't have to do shit, you know, if I don't feel as though I want to. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things, man. As you get older, you just kind of just look at things from a different lens. So, but that's not everybody though, because some niggas hit thirty and they kind of thinking that you know life is you know over, or they thinking like, damn, I still need to be young again. And it's like, no, I don't. Once I'm once that stage is passed, it's passed, bro. I don't really give a fuck about going back to that shit anymore. You know. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's the thing, man. I've just been doing a lot of reflecting, man. That's my main thing. But you know, um, you know, like I said, man, you turn thirty next week too, bro. So we we in the same ballpark. Yeah, man. Um, my biggest takeaway from my twenties was like everything's gonna happen when it's supposed to. That's where. That's where. And you know, as I reflect on each year in my twenties, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, anything that I wanted at the time, I didn't get it when I wanted it. I got it when. It was, it was supposed, supposed to happen. To happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I felt like in my 20s, I was just pretty much laying the foundation. And then in my 30s, I just plan on like taking off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, like you said, uh, a lot of people think at 30 is like a death sentence type shit, but it's really not. It's young as hell. Like, and I always think about like how people we we lose at a young age. You'd be like, Kobe was 42 when he died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's young mm -hmm. as hell. In retrospect. And he wasn't even 42 yet, he was 41. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dog, 41 is like, dog, he was getting his second half of his life started, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying, post-basketball. Yeah. And it's just, I think about it, it's like, in 10 years, I'll be 40 years old, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. when I turn 40, what do I want to be able to say about my 30s? And I want to be able to say that I knocked the shit out the fucking ballpark, yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. And I also, like, patience, um... You know, if in persistence, more so anything. Like, if you continue to do what you're supposed to do, everything else will Fall align up. itself. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm saying, uh, of course, you know, you always see the pressures of, you know, doing certain things and being somewhere at a certain age. Like I always said at 25, I was going to be like married, have kids, da 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 This is like, no, bro, that's just not realistic for me. <laughs> for some people, it might be, but it's like, nah, I wouldn't have been, mentally, I wouldn't have been in the right state of mind to even have a lifestyle like that. You know what I'm saying? Word. It's like... I remember my mom used to tell me that when when uh, when I was younger, cause she had me at twenty five. She was married at twenty two. Her and my dad not together no more. But and she she used to tell me she was like, I don't regret having you, but if I would have waited, I would have waited until like I was in my thirties before I started a family. Because at twenty two years old, I didn't know how to be a wife that yeah. young. I didn't know how to do all of that. Mm-hmm. She was like, having you was a blessing, of course, but it's just like I probably would have waited a little bit longer before I took off. So that's what she's she's like, don't rush that lifestyle you see what I'm saying like you you know let it come you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and like prepare because I couldn't imagine being married at 22 years old me either bro having a kid at 25 I couldn't imagine they think of how you was at 22 that's what I'm saying like (laughs) yeah and I was for the most part I was already pretty much mature for my age but I damn sure learned a lot more now versus have a lot more knowledge now than I did at 22 you see what I'm saying like Especially emotionally. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, learn to control your emotions a little bit more as you get older. You see what I'm saying? Or how to view certain things. Mm-hmm. It's just even, like, financially-wise, like, no, I wouldn't have been in the right state to do that at that young of an age. I mean, I salute people who do it. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's still maintaining. It. That's what's up. But a lot of people get caught up in the thing, like, oh, like, Cause you see a lot of young entrepreneurs, twenty two, twenty three years old, twenty one, they be like, oh shit, like they got their shit together, and here I am, twenty seven, like still trying to figure this shit out. But it's like, bro, everybody got their own timetable. Mm-hmm. And and who and who's to say just because that person is twenty two, we've seen a lot of people who get fame and success early, and then by the time they hit thirty, they don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I rather rich have a a a a, a slow incline than a fast incline with a fast decline. You know I think it, I think it's worse to be that like 30 to 40 versus 20 because in your 20s and I'm not saying you're supposed to fuck up your 20s. You have more room for error in your 20s. That's true. You start to get the 30 or 40 yeah, and 50 no, is harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, one mistake could really like fuck your whole shit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, and, but with that, even that being said, it's like if you're a person who can see, you know, the consistency in yourself and, you know, what consistency comes with growth. So if you're a person who even if you was doing something that, you know, you might have started your journey on doing something at 20, 27, 28, and now you, you, you know, you 31, 32, you know, even though you might not be at the place you was at, you wasn't where you was at before. So as long as you're continuing to try to consist, be consistent and grow with them, whatever you're doing, your time is just going to come. Mm-hmm. Like you said, maybe for that 22-year-old, they might have been grinding since they was 14, you know, 13. And yeah, now at 22, uh-huh. they just hit their success. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't really know what people got going on in the background. You know, we only just see what's presented to us. So if you're a nigga who is, you know, 27 and you've been grinding since you was 24 and whatever, you know, what you do, just know, yo, your time is coming. Like, you just got to keep keep you know keep going and if you see something that you feel like all right i need to reroute it it's not wrong with me route and i'm gonna be real with you when i went to therapy my therapist said like you know if you feel like you got to change your route just change your route like it's nothing wrong with changing your route if you feel like what you've been doing 
isn't what hasn't been working is not to say that you failed at it. You just may have to change your route because you could still have all those same qualities that you had in this thing and it might not work, but you might switch it to something else and it might work perfect for you. But you won't know that if you just quit, if you not, you know, if you just quit when, you know, it doesn't work for you instead of just being consistent and trying to just figure it out. And a lot of people, they'll, they'll just shoot themselves in the foot when they can't figure it out. And they just kind of, it, they'll decline or they'll just feel like I'm just stuck in this position and it's like bro you can always change your position you know it might be hard it's, it's going to be harder than you what you've been previously doing but you can do it I can say for myself that's what I struggle with even with turns of everything like mm. uh, more so um, I'm big on structure so like anything that I do in my life it has to have structure I'm saying we're Gemini's we're the same way <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying, it's just like yeah. sometimes like, it's okay to kind of, like, veer off from structure mm -hmm. for time. Yeah. Try something different. Mm -hmm. You know, jump off the ledge on something, you know, being smart with it. Mm -hmm. But, like, taking a different approach on certain things. And I apply that to, you know, how I did financially, romantically, uh, you know, even with working out, stuff like that. I always just had to have structure within everything. Yeah. So when I see... Something that might have to take a different approach. I'm kind of like, yeah, you better out kind of wary. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's good to, you know, get off from get out from your structure and mm -hmm. you know, change. Like you said, have a different route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. There's no, and you can change your route at any time if you don't care if you're 50. If you feel like, hey, I want to do something else, then do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, the only person you, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and it could have been, you know, 10 years passed and you when you wanted to make that change, you'd be like, damn, mm. 10 years just passed real fast. I really could have made that change yeah. if I would have just did it, but I just sat there and waited because I felt like, oh, it was going to take a little too long or, you know, I don't got things lined up. But just sometimes you just got to say, fuck it, bro, and just mm -hmm. do it. And then just... Wherever the kind of the, the wave leads you is where you go, as long as you can know, as long as you at least have in your mind, like, you know, wherever the live the wherever the wave leads me, as long as I'm consistent in what I'm doing, I'm gonna be led to the right direction. As long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, the wave will the wave will lead me to the right direction. The wave won't I won't crash out. Mm -hmm. So I just think Yeah, you know, even when I look at like the way this decade went by, and I was like, you know, as a kid you think like, you know, the years is just like slowly, like, you know, it's going by. When I look back at it, it's like, damn, 2000 was really 20 years ago. 2018 was three years ago. Mm -hmm. 2015 was six years ago. Yeah. And I remember, like, oh shit. So before you look up, it's going to be 2024. Man, this 2021 is a weird, in June. Yeah. Just like that, bro. We in June, just yeah, like that. Just like that. And it's just like, damn, bro, like, Time really does not wait for no nobody, bro. Like, none. And it's crazy how fast 2020 was. Even with everything that we had going on, 2020 was a fucking blur. Yeah, yeah. Like, 2019, I'm think I'm trying to think about shit that happened, and the shit happened 2019. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, that it, was 2019? It, you damn near could skip over 2020. It seemed like it went from 2019 to 2021. It do seem like that. Even with all that shit we had going on, mm -hmm. it seemed like it was just like a... They hit the the triple fast forward button like yeah. for 2020. Like it's like damn, bro. Like last year, everything was starting to get. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, starting to get starting to get uh, open back up and shit. And it's like damn, that was June 2020. You see, what I'm saying like we just had Blackout Tuesday last year. 
And we've Damn. already leaped a year on that. You see what I'm saying? Damn, I ain't even I forgot about about Yeah, Black you see what I'm saying? Like that was on the second. Oh yeah, yeah, it was on the second. Damn, bro. Yeah, damn. God damn. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I went to my boy, uh, shot my boy Mari, his Caribbean mark. That shit already been open a year. And I'm like, damn, dog, that was it's already been a year since that shit Man. opened. And that's like, damn. Like that shit is is just wild to me. So look at it, it's like, dog, like you really had to take advantage of your time. That's the most mm-hmm. valuable thing we have is our time. Mm-hmm. We can't get that shit back. Yeah, I just try to like when my time come, I want to be able to say like, you know, I made the most out of my time. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be like 60, 70 years old saying to myself, damn, like, I wish I would have did this. And cause I'm all for trying and shit don't work out. But I just can't, like, just sit back and be stagnant. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't I can't have that shit, dog, because this is like, life is crucial, man. man. That shit can hit you in waves. What, bro? <laughs> that shit can hit you in waves, man. And then, you, and then you, you, you'll get hit with, like, some circumstances in life will just, like, smack the shit out of you. And you'll Good. sit there and you'll just be like, bro. Especially how? financially. Yeah, man. And that yeah. shit financially... Like, bro, like, that should have just come so fast and you won't even see it coming. Like, damn, bro, I, when this, when the fuck this happened? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or you'd be like, yeah. damn, bro, my car just did this shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And, you know, you could have, I seen the meme was like, a nigga have all their bills, paid everything in order. Next thing you know, something, nigga, pop up. something just pop up. Nigga, car just break down. You'd be like, damn, dog, how the fuck? I, I just swear I was getting my ducks in line and then boom, this happened. Mm-hmm. But that's life, bro. It's all about readjusting. It's all about, you know, when shit... You know, like my mama told me straight up, like at the end of the day, you gonna have to figure shit out. My mama told me straight up, you gonna have to figure shit out at the end of the day. Like, yeah, or your parents might be here, they might be here to support and love you, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have to figure out how to make this shit work for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not how to make it work for anybody else, or you know, you can follow other people's blueprint to do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, you gotta do what works for you. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know. Things happen. You got to just adjust. And like you said, with the time shit is like, bruh, like you said, you don't want to be 50 or 60, you know, wishing you did something. And it's the thing, like you said, also said, bruh, like trying it. Like mm-hmm. if you try and you fail, bruh, there's nothing wrong with that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, it, it happens, you know, but to not try is the thing that I'm scared for. Like mm-hmm. I just don't want to be the person to be like, damn, I, I didn't even make an attempt to do something. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even at least put my hat in the ring to see what, what happens. You know, I don't know shit about the lottery, but shit, I'll play the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll <laughs> yeah. play the motherfucker, you know? It's, you never know. So, that's how it is, man. Like, you know, but, you know, us turning 30, you know, we, we get into those modes where we kind of, like, we know what we want, and we know the steps and, you know, the ways of how to get it. It's just about just trying to execute. It's so crazy because when I turned 20, or months leading up before, t- crossing over into the new decade, 2011, mm-hmm. it's like it's just everything had a switch. Like everything pretty much was better for me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just like, at the time, like that was post, you know, my breakup at the time. Yeah. And it's just like, it was the same thing with this one. Mm-hmm. It was just like going into 2021, post a breakup, it was just like everything started to align. It's like I kind of had like a, a rebirth and, you know, just... Right. Everything is just different. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm yeah. feeling more spiritually connected, you know, take a chance on a new venture. And, you know, and if it works, I feel like, you know, when you speak shit into existence, man, like, 
and you work on it, it's like that shit really do come. You see what I'm saying? It's just like I got big plans for like the next couple of years. And you know, if you know, if it don't work out, I can say that, you know what, I did try that shit. But something else might be for me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But it turns to like how it just seems like when I cross over to a new this is twice now, turn it like going from uh nineteen to twenty and 29 and 30 it's like i just had big life moments going into a new decade you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's just like damn what's in store for me this time Word. you see what i'm saying damn. it's just crazy how time time aligns and it's just like the whole decade was a good decade though good with the bad you see what yeah. i'm saying like mm-hmm. it was overall it was a good decade mm-hmm. and so it was like damn i'm about to be 30 years old and it's like most of us don't get to see that shit man, it's man. it's a blessing it you is, see what man. i'm saying like I look at like, you know, R.P. my brother, he died 2016. R.P. my dog Kwame, he died 2017. Mm-hmm. And it's like, life is really short. Yeah. And, you know, Kwame was 29 years old when he died. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Just about to hit 30. Just about to hit 30. Like yeah. two days after his birthday, he passed away. Damn. And it's like, I'm about to be 30. He didn't get to see 30. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that shit is an eye opener because it's like, damn, dog, like, you can't really take this shit for granted at all. You got to go at the shit like full speed. You can't bullshit nah. with your time because it's like, and he was on his way to being like, you know, monumental in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So for him to check out at 29, that shit was like, shit was like a gut punch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Reality check. Yeah. And it's like, now that I'm on the horizon of turning 30, it's like, damn, like, you know, life is really short and precious, and you really gotta value that shit. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't really value that shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's like they they bullshit with it. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Or they figure they could just, you know, just go on, let time pass by before you look up, man. Oh shit, like I'm thirty. Oh shit, I'm thirty seven. Oh shit, I'm forty three. Yeah. Oh shit, I'm fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real, it comes like that, man. And yeah, then, it comes like that, yo. Like, and that's why I always want to. I always value like my childhood. You see what I'm saying? Because you're you're mostly an adult most of your life. Mm-hmm. You're not a child most of your life. No. You're an adult most of your life. Yeah, if you're lucky, you're going to have more days where you're older than you are younger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, damn. Like, when we, because when we kids, you're like, man, you can't wait to be 18. You can't wait to be 21. I turned 21, shit about to be. But that shit ain't, it, it is, but it's like, I always think about the times when I was a kid and I didn't have worries, certain worries, bro. <laughs> What? I always think about Dog, that shit. man. Because when you fucked in, you got to take them fucking money out to pay your bills. You be like, damn, dog. Like, I understand what my mom was talking about. Word. Like, no, she can't do this shit this week. <laughs> she got this it, shit. I remember one time, about, I, I had to be probably like six or seven years old. And I remember I asked my mom. I remember this shit like I was yesterday. She's like, no, Mike, I can't do it. She's like, I said, uh, well, the bank has money. Just go to the bank and get money. <laughs> and I... <laughs> She's like, son, that's not how it works. And she was laughing. But it's like, that's not how that shit works. When I got older and I started going to the bank, it's like, yeah. I understand what my mom was saying. Like, that shit, that shit doesn't not work like that. You just can't go and go get some shit. You got to finesse some shit sometimes. You got to put certain shit in certain places in order for this to happen the following week. You see what I'm saying? So it's like. The stress, the stress I had as a kid does not amount. I'm sitting here stressing over about, oh, if I'm going to have this, oh, this girl, 
you know, I'm trying to yeah. impress this girl at school. I need to you get just, these shoes. I need yeah. to go get this for that, you know. And then, and once you get older, it's like, bro, none of that shit matters. <laughs> none of that shit matters, bro. No, but, and then because, like, as we, when we're real young, we always look at the outside looking in. But as you get older, you tend to look at things from the inside looking out. Mm-hmm. So... You know, as a kid, yeah, we we of course we used we used to start. We just looked on the outside and be like, oh yeah, we we can go to the bank and just get some money. Or you know, I would you know when you're. I ain't got to worry about not having hot water. Yeah, you know what I'm or saying. Or AC. Or for real. Or, or heat in the winter. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. I didn't have to worry about shit like that. Yeah. My main concern was getting out, going to school every day, uh, trying to be fresh. Like that was like from I swear to God, dog, from probably the age of like fourteen to like. Maybe 21, 22, yeah. all I gave a fuck about was just being fresh, fresh. dog. Like, that's all I cared about, dog. Like, I remember, like, true story, dog. I remember my mom had hooked me up with this summer job at Trident Tech because she worked there. She in the payroll department. She basically got me, like, this little office gig for a month. And because they're, if, I don't know if you know about, like, state jobs and shit. They get paid on monthly. They don't get paid every two weeks. Okay. So I sat there and I waited, um, like, for, like, a month. And I got a check for $1,200. I'm 19 now. With a check for, this is the most money I physically ever had on me was $1,200 at that point in time. I think I went to Foot Lock and I think I spent maybe 700 of that. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. I went to Northwoods and Citadel Mall, bro. And I promise you, I spent at least 700 of that of that 1200 bro. That only leaves me with $500 left. As an adult, I'm looking at that shit like, dog, I was so fucking stupid. Like, mm-hmm. what I could have did with that 1200 but as you grow older, you start to learn. You start yeah. to feel, you start to value your paper. Bro, where you bringing it at and where you putting it to because dog when i was young i saw i couldn't keep money in my pocket like uh-huh. my mom would talk cash shit to me like as soon as you get it you, you throw it right back up i'm like give a fuck like i'm gonna just work and just make the money back again yeah. but when you get an adult it doesn't work like that no, you need don't. to put money away you gotta because, put money away because you never know you never know what's gonna happen to you, you know it's so crazy having a conversation with my homegirl yesterday she's talking about her niece she's 15 years old she about to get a job at mcdonald's starting her off at 12 dollars an hour at 15. So I'm thinking to myself, like, dog, when I was, when I got my first job at Piggly Wiggly, I was making like 5.15 an hour. So like my weekly check, no, 5.25. My weekly checks used to be like in between like 120, 130-ish. I think the highest check I ever got from Piggly Wiggly was like 180-something. And you probably couldn't tell me shit that week. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, if I was making 12, nigga, I made $12 an hour at 20 years old. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's before I had real, like, real-life responsibilities, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, if I was making $12 an hour at 15, nigga, you got adults now making that. Yeah, yeah. You be- Struggling, you know what I'm saying? But if I was making that at 15, it's like, nigga, you could tell me shit, bro. Dumbing, bro. I would have been fucking dumbing, but it's like, like you say, as you get older, you start to realize $12 an hour can't do shit for me now. Yeah, nothing. Like, nothing. That nothing could, at all. That could bet, <laughs> nigga, $12 an hour couldn't even cover my rent. No, it couldn't. Like you dead out here. Yeah. You have to be working too. You have to be working another you, job. You'd have to be hustling. You'd have to be doing something else because twelve. But that's the thing. That's the crazy shit is. Speaking of this economy, bro, there's motherfuckers who are really living off twelve dollars an hour. And then for me, where I work at now, I work for a nonprofit, and um, you know, we I I I come across people who literally, you know, are making twelve, thirteen dollars an hour, but you know. It's so crazy because if you make $15 an hour, 
you can't get government assistance. But if you ever had fifteen dollars an hour, you know fifteen dollars an hour ain't shit. No. So I've it's like that. it's <laughs> yeah. like for if it's like for for somebody who is you know they might have two kids. They're making, mm. you know, they they they're not even eligible. You know, they might be eligible for certain things, but they're not eligible for a whole lot because of what they make. You know, if you make fifteen dollars, sixteen dollars an hour, that's pretty much only self sufficient for maybe one person, if that. Mm-hmm. But you got somebody who's living with, you know, it's is 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 three people, one breadwinner, and two children. Yeah, he you gotta know? be hustling. He gotta be hustling, hustling like a motherfucker, you know. What he gotta saying? be hustling. Gotta this be is always possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hustling for sure. Word. Whatever it is, Word. he's hustling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to. Right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm anticipating great things in my 30s, man. Me too. Man. And like a lot of shit that happened is like even with the things that I felt like that was bad, it was it happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Of course, when you caught up in your emotions, you're not thinking like that because you caught up in your emotions. You're like, mm-hmm. damn, like. Wanted this shit, but when you reflect, you get to. I know it's cliche as fuck, but man, it's kind of like a cold, man. Like you know, how they say a cold just got to run its course through your yeah, body. So it's, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. It is like I know it sounds cliche, but it's like you know, time heals, man. Like and that's just some real shit. And it's like you really gotta let that shit. It, as 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 painful as it may sound, like you gotta feel the depths of that shit. Yeah, like you had to. Like you gotta let. You gotta. It's gonna take you to your lows to your lows. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, but it's it's needed. It's bad it yeah. sound like it's needed, yeah. cause it's like once you get to that lowest point, it's like, okay, like I got through that. Yeah, there's nothing else that can it can't get no worse than it this. Can't get no it worse can, than I can that. only go up from here. I can only go up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when they, it's it's just like the laws of physics. Yeah, like, anything yeah. that comes up, what's yeah. going down? Let's go down, let's go up. And some shit happens, you think your world crashes. You think Hell like, yeah. everything you think like, yo, this shit is over. But I remember this one time this girl didn't like me back. I thought that was the worst shit ever in my life, man, bro. At that time, I was like, damn, like she don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? It's yo, like that's that when you young <laughs> and you dealing with somebody. And they hit you with that, yo, I'm I'm not feeling this shit no more. It's like, damn, what the fuck I do? Like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with me? But sometimes it really just be like, yo, that person just not in that point in their life right now where they, you know, feel like they can you know, my handle world was this, over, man. You know, or deal with this, or you know, maybe you're just not that person for the at that right time. You know what I'm saying? And it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it is a, it is a harsh reality. But at the end of the day, you just be like, you know, it, I'm not. It's not the end of me. It's not the end of me. Like I remember the first time I went to jail, I thought like, oh shit, like I'm I went to jail. I'm in college. Like, bro, I'm fucked. Like my yeah. life is fucked. But then, as I get is, but then as you know, I go through the motions of things. I'm like, all right, well, my life ain't fucked. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this shit. You know, I do such and such. Get it off my record. I'll be alright. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So things happen, and you know, it, you know, especially like when it comes like relationships. Me growing up in my 20s, I had a lot of selfishness, and that's something I, you know, as I got older, I realized, okay, I was very selfish at that point. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she wanted this, and maybe I just didn't know how to communicate on how to give it to her, or how maybe, you know, she needs to be loved this way, but I'm not capable of doing that this way because the point in my life, I'm just, I'm not at that point, you know what I'm saying? So... When those type of situations happen and you feel like, damn, bro, like, if only I would have just listened. But at the same time, you can't even get mad at yourself for not listening because at your, for your younger self, you weren't even in a mind state to listen. You weren't even in that mind state to even put the, even that thought together to be it like, was, all right, it was this, all girl, it. this woman needs this or this girl wants, she needs this. She needs to because everybody loves, everybody loves different and everybody receives love different. Mm-hmm. So... 
as you get older, you realize you got to do this type of thing to accommodate your partner. You know, when I was younger, I didn't do that. I thought low-key, I thought the world revolved around me. Mm -hmm. I thought the relationship low-key kind of revolved around me. You know, I wasn't a narcissist, but at the end of the day, you know, I was still going to love my partner, but I might not have listened as well as I should have. Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, I realized that too. It's like, I was always caught up in sometimes, uh, you know, what I said is what I said, and that yeah. was it. Mm -hmm. But that's a selfish way to look at it. You see what I'm saying? You reflect and you grow. And you, everybody's every woman is different. You see what I'm saying? Like you just like you say, you gotta learn them. Mm -hmm. Learn some of the things that they need. Okay, if they don't like this, they like this. Do this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But just because you have a standard of how you show it doesn't mean that that person gonna receive it like that. And, you and that's and that's what I had to learn. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So, you know, it was a lot of life lessons. You know, you know, a lot of heart, like. Heartbreak, you know, especially in terms of like losing people that was close to me, man. Like that shit was crazy. Like even you know the city, like 2015, we had you know Charles and I shooting. Oh, yeah, that was I crazy. can't believe that was six years ago. It'll be six years ago in uh in, in a few weeks. Yeah, damn. Man. Next well, shit. Yeah, two weeks actually. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's just like time really is just like just be coasting, mm -hmm. dog. And it's just like you right. You can look up and be two years be like, damn, I could have did that two years ago. Yeah. That was 2020. It's 2022. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I would have just went for that two years and did this, I would have been, been set, be right set here. up right here. Yeah, you know? You would have been right here. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, man, you, you just got to take advantage of all your opportunities and not waste them and not, you know, bullshit with your time. But yeah. like I said, it's truly a blessing to be 30 years old, man. Like, Hell yeah. I'm happy, bro. This is Hell probably yeah. the best. A lot of us don't make, especially mm -hmm. black men, we don't make it. No, nah, no. Nah. We get taken out by so many things, man. Whether it be health, mm -hmm. you know, violence, you know, whether it be police, violence, police, you know, losing brothers to the gun system. Gun violence. Gun violence, yeah. losing brothers to the system. You know what I'm saying? I got I got real good friends, man. I got to spend their 30th in a box. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I'm I'm out here living free. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's one thing I'll just never take for granted because they call Never me. take my freedom for granted, nah, bro. Because I talk to my dogs, you know, you know, whether it be once a month, once every two weeks, and they always be like, you know, man, like just keep doing your thing out there, bro. Just, you know, keep living, you know what I'm saying? Keep, you know, you know, living your life because, you know, this shit sucks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This shit sucks. But, you know, they'll get they, you know, they'll be out soon. But like I said, man, this you know, just be very appreciative because all this shit can be gone within a, a, a blink of an eye. A millisecond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Sure. That's good though, man. Shout out to everybody who got a shout out to all the Gemini's man who got a birthday this month, man. For sure, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the best seasons of the year. The greatest, some of the greatest, you know, musicians. Creative minds in the world, Hell, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I always tell people that I said a lot of y'all go to Gemini's, man. Thank you, <laughs> a lot of y'all go to Gemini's because they be talking cash shit about us yeah. on, on, on different, you know, social media platforms. But it's like, bro, if you look in your CD deck or you listen to your, your you know, your, uh, your fucking, if you look on your fucking Apple Music, nigga, more than probably forty percent of the artists that you listen to all are Gemini's. No matter yeah. what genre it is, neither, nigga. Yeah, For real, so we cover a lot. Of we shit. cover a lot of shit, dog. <laughs> Sports too, sports, music, <laughs> entertainment, entertainment, whatever. Crazy, man. yeah. This shit is wild. This shit is wild. Like I didn't even know that. Uh, I didn't even know that. Uh, T Mac was in Gemini. He is. Yeah, his birthday was May twenty eighth or twenty. Oh shit! I did yeah. not know that, bro. Because I know Melo is one. Yeah, I know Melo is one. Yeah, it's like oh shit. And Max, one of my favorite players of all time. I know Iverson. Iverson. Yeah, Iverson. Yeah, me and him got the same birthday. 
That's what's up, man. That's dope. That's dope as hell. Yeah, yeah, dog. That's dope as hell. So it's like, yeah, man. Shout out to us, man. So you had any new music that you checked out lately? Um, I I didn't check out that that new Dirk and um baby. I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews yeah, about that a lot shit. Of mixed reviews. I've been seeing people niggas like, saying, "Oh, this shit fire." Like, man, that shit didn't need to be that long. Yeah, and I'm here. I'm not that. really a Dirk fan, so I wasn't gonna listen to it all GP. You see, know what I'm saying <laughs> I fuck I fuck with little baby. While I fuck with little. I just don't fuck with little Dirk music. It, it don't move me. You it, know what I'm saying I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I a Dirk cool, but I can only take. So much of it, like I can't listen to a whole Dirk projects now. There's there's a couple songs here and there, like yeah, I'll, I'll jam to it, but I can't listen to no her Dirk, the whole Dirk project. Same with Baby. So I already knew I'm probably I'm probably not gonna listen to the whole project. I probably skim through it. There's a couple songs I like. They a lot of well, a lot of what people was really talking about was the production. A lot her, Damn, I heard like a lot it. of people talking about the production was what wasn't what they thought it was gonna be. I thought it, if it was if it was like how they had the um on that off that DJ Khaled mm-hmm. soundtrack off that DJ Khaled album, if they had sound like that, because T Keith did that beat, if that should have sound like that, then I'd be like, oh yeah, that shit that shit probably gonna be hard. But everybody's saying it's it don't it doesn't sound like that. So <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like I, I mean, as far as music, any anything else that came out? Um. I'm trying to think, I didn't see nothing else new that came out because I know for sure Apple Music would have it. Yeah, listed on there. I can't think. Hey man, what's up with Certified Lover Boy? When is that shit gonna drop? That nigga bullshitting, man. That shit. That, that shit, shit ain't coming out. To, that shit ain't coming out till 2024, man. man. You think he? You think he trying to set something up? You think he trying to? You know? I always say when Nori cool. dropped the interview, that's probably be the week or the week. And, the but week I after feel like that's that whack, shit. though. Like, dog, if you gonna just drop the interview, just fucking. Why does everything have to be lined up with an album to circle around? I understand you want to capture the moment. You that might get be the on his call. That might be on yeah. Drake's calling. But it's like, bro. If it was left at the Nori, he probably would have already dropped it. Because you know Nori don't give a yeah, damn. But it's like, bro, you're Drake. You could drop an album. You could be on some Beyonce shit and your album He really up. building this shit up, bro. This shit better be this fucking better good, be dog. Fire. This shit better be fucking good, dog. Because he got niggas anticipating this shit, man. And we done tapped into June. So it's like, bro. And I already know the Migos supposed to drop next, next week on the 11th. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, he ain't going to drop the same day. He going to have his own. It's like, bro, you went from last year's summer. That was supposed to drop because we got Dark Dark Lane Demo, demo t- yeah. in May. So he said, oh, album coming 2020. Okay, that shit didn't come. This was supposed to be January 2020. You had ACL surgery. All right, my guy. Like, that guy. What like, you that have to do? That's what I'm saying. No, dog. Like, what nigga, that like, No. Then it was, niggas anticipate like March, April. Didn't happen. Yeah. Now we crossing it. I was like, all right, bro. Like, what the fuck is like, going on? If you want to try to hit the summertime, I think you want to hit it like right now. now. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. want to hit it right now. I don't know why you would want to, you know, even though Drake, you know. I think he went until like July, man, to be honest with you, bro. But you know, Drake, you know, it's sometimes with Brett, it's like, you know, he know he got he know he got his yeah he yeah. got the he got the he know people be anticipating that shit so that's why he can't put if it was anybody else he'd be like bro we really don't give a fuck yeah, when you we, drop this yeah. shit just put it out <laughs> just put the shit out you know what I'm saying but with him it's like yeah but I am even with that I'm still anticipating it because I've heard like you know I see tweets from like Just Blaze who was saying like you know he's heard it and it's going some controversial shit on there but what honestly be real with you what other controversial what, what controversy can can Drake say honestly. What is he going to say that's super like, controversial? He's saying, he's saying it's like put, just putting a lot of shit in perspective. And it's like, yeah. you know, this, don't get it fucked up. Like, this man's still rapping, like, at an elite level. Okay. And, I mean, I even got that from the three-pack that he gave us. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So, then we heard the little snippet. You saw the little, the little snippet that he dropped on his uh, Instagram page? No, it's I like, seen that one. It's like, an IG, it's like an IG video with 
uh, you know, 40 playing a record, mm-hmm. and, you know, they got the, like, projector screen. It's like, you know, just playing type shit. It's, it got a name for it, but I don't know the, I don't know the name of the song. It's on there, though. You go on this page, it's, it's on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, just drop the fucking album. Yeah, man. that's no, all I gotta okay. say. I heard Lloyd Banks drop the album. I didn't get a chance to hear that, but I heard that's some good music. I'm surprised. Excuse me. I'm surprised Lloyd dropped the album because I remember he was on Budden's podcast uh, sometime last year, the year before last. Talking, it might have been 2019. Damn sure was it 2020. He was like fuck rap, and he was just some shit like you know he would, but he understand the state that it's in, and he don't want to be the ones like oh nigga like why are you dropping music? We don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. It's like but you got a fan base. You know what I'm saying yeah. people probably always want to hear from you, mm-hmm. but I I am want to hit that out so I can give a true review on that. Um, yeah. But I heard it's good though. Yeah, I'm pretty good. sure it's good. I'm pretty sure. I mean, as long as Banks, you know, caters to his core audience, then, you know, he should be fine. I, you know, I was a Banks fan back in the G, you know, Money in the Bank is one of my favorite mixtapes, you know, the, you know, his first, you know, yeah. one. So Smoke Dizzy dropped that album. I got to check that out. I fuck with Smoke Dizzy. I got to check that out. Um, I know, uh, shout out to Larry June. I know he got an album dropping on the 11th, so I'm going to peep that. Um, trying to think who else is supposed to be coming out. So yeah, I'm just scrolling through the new music on the Apple. Um, I'm trying to think who else supposed to be coming out, but that Migo. Hey, oh, 40, 42 I don't know if we talked about that last week. Forty two had dropped his uh, album. A lot of people fuck with that shit. Yeah, I fuck with I fuck with forty two. I fuck with forty two. But shit, man. One thing I'll say, man. You hey, fuck with Pooh Shicey? No, I'm not a. Um, he's he's alright. He's cool, but I'm not. I'm like he's like one of like another like Dirk and Baby. Like I'll probably listen to a couple songs from him here and there, but I ain't about to be listening to no whole fucking Pooh the album. Like I'm just not about to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but for the Migos, man, the, the Migos are on the clock right now. Like you this album so? right here is very important. This you album so? right here is very important. What is it gonna be Culture Three? Culture Three. I feel like this album right here is gonna really because they've been in the game for ten years, pretty much right now. They've seen a lot of things come and go. Mm-hmm. They're still here. You know what I'm saying? So that's one That's one benefit you got to give to them. But another thing is, there's a whole lot of people that's kind of art that's in your lane, that's mashing on shit, that's killing shit. So in order for, so for you to kind of reestablish your dominance, you got to have a banging ass I feel like they though. lost a... Uh... I feel like they lost a couple... They, I mean, shit, this nigga's on their own label who have lacked them. You know what I'm that's saying? That's facts. So it's like... You remember that... <laughs> You remember that tweet I put up a few years back, uh, like they roster? Oh yeah, yeah. And I yeah. had Lil Baby as Jordan, yeah. Migos as uh, who did I say? I had Migos, Scotty Pippen, Pippen. Yeah. and I had Yachty as uh, uh Harper. No, Bill Wellington. Bill, oh shit, <laughs> dog, why you He's shit like, on? Why you shit on Yachty? Yeah, I said, yeah, why you shit on Yachty with Bill Wellington, dog? That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, man, but Lil Baby is cool. definitely uh royalty of QC right yeah, now. Yeah, he is for sure. He is. Like, yeah. He's definitely la- and for him to laugh. I think he might have lapped him twice. To be honest with you, I think he's lapped him twice, bro. Honestly, I think he has lapped him boy twice. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you got to reestablish yourself because y'all. I mean, for, I mean, real shit. Migos built QC, bro. QC was literally built off the Migos back. If you know the history of P, P had Dirty Dave. They was doing Dirty Dollars. You know, forever the case may be. I don't know. The shit didn't work out. So they had the Migos, and the Migos was pretty much this nigga drew crazy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but dog, they built that shit brick by brick. I remember the old original QC roster when it was Migos, Johnny Cinco, Skipper the Flipper, Jose Guapo. 
you know, I remember Longway was fucking with them boy real tough. Like, I remember that their their old roster, and then they started, you know, things started to form and started to change. And then when they when when Baby came, it's just like you know, mm-hmm. everything kind of geared towards Bruh, but it was rightfully so because he was the one who was as far as, especially in the streets. Like one thing that's one thing I give about Lil Baby, you know. He's always gonna have a good, a good, a good far as re, re good street, you know, good street records, things that niggas in the hood like really can, you know, grab and grasp. You know what I'm saying? And that you know, people in the mainstream could still fuck with. You know, the baby I felt like kind of had that, but eventually he went, you know, he went more of the pop route. So niggas in the hood ain't bumping the baby. Niggas in the hood are still bumping little baby, and little baby still. Got number one record, so mm-hmm. to have that quality is something that a lot of artists really don't have. So for the Migos, who did at one point have that, and now it's like the ties have shifted. I mean, like I said, you know, Q, he's he's QC's royalty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's QC. He's a royalty. Him, City Girls, like they they got that record label on Smash. They they keeping the boat pushing. Speaking so, speaking of, because then we was having a conversation mm-hmm. about it's gonna tie it in together. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, executives, like in the rap game, you know, you yeah. always speak highly of like Birdman. Of course, you see what I'm saying. The actress, and, uh, my fucking dog. Royce, Royce at five nine had a, a tweet about um, how he don't want to hear uh, y'all complaints about Birdman and Diddy. I hear y'all. I'm on the other side. I've just looked over the last twenty years and all the millionaires they made shit like that. So in terms of like P and Coach K, where do you think they'll rank? When it's all said and done, they'll be up there, man. They'll be like top. They'll probably be like top five if we want to go that route. Because I feel like P is like P really, honestly, like he just getting started. Like mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, he's he been, he's, he's yeah he's been in the game. He's had success with the Migos, but to have multiple people on the label have success when you have three or more artists on one label. Getting, you know, selling millions of records, getting, you know, streams, shit played. That's a big thing. So I feel like bruh only going to get bigger throughout time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Bruh's only going to get bigger. Um, him and Coach, Coach K's been around. Coach K has done this thing with Jeezy, worked with Gucci. So he's been around. He's been around the block. So, but I, for both of them, I could say this is probably the most success they probably have ever had. Mm-hmm. And it's only getting started because they still got ways to go. Lil Baby, what, 23, 24? He's got a long career, you know, disregarding anything that, you know, jail or death or no, no crazy shit like yeah. that. He's he's there. Oh, yeah. Then when we when we wrote, when we hit 2030, he'll definitely be on the Mount Rushmore. He'll be on the rush. Decade. Yeah, he's definitely, <laughs> he's putting in that work. He's and, putting in that work, mm-hmm. man. So he de- definitely deserved that. The City Girls, I feel like they got their lane, and as long as they continue to keep pushing their lane, even though they are, you know, people who have their thing on female rappers, I feel like... Who they cater to, who they rap for. I feel like that fan base, you know, as long as they, you can still make that kind of music, but as long as it's in a certain way that kind of, you know, all right, our fans who were, you know, 21 and now they're 27, if I can still do stuff to kind of relate to them, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of female rappers, you know, Nicki Minaj, I could say this for, for I could say this for like the Nicki Minaj standpoint, not to go off, but you know, girls who was listening to Nicki Minaj at eighteen and girls that are twenty nine now, if your content hasn't grown within that, then people are eventually going to like leave that. I mean, people say that same shit for for men too, even though people might not be vocal about it. Say, oh, all niggas rap, all men rap. Well, men can rap about this and men can rap about that, but at the same time, we like 
disregard them niggas too if they not stepping up because you could have a nigga rapping about the same thing but as long as he has elevated the way he's saying it or doing it it's then cool. you know it's cool you know what I'm saying push the team around by selling coke for over 25 years yeah. but if a nigga tell me do you want to listen to a new push the team I'll be like hell fucking yeah yeah so he's you know he's always put out good music he's always put out good music and it's always grown within the time so if a female rapper who you know like, you know, say for instance, Lil' Kim, you know, if Lil, you know, Lil' Kim even grew within her music, you know, it used to be about, you know, you know, you know, getting niggas to trick on you and Chanel and shit like that. And then Lil' Kim eventually, she's, she, she's not to say she got away from that, but she knew there was more other things to rap about than that. I still feel like you no. can still rap within your content and still give timeless music. Just yeah, like definitely. with Pusha T, mm-hmm. with Rick Ross. Yeah, like you, know what I'm saying it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like he's gotten older, but he always talked about a luxurious lifestyle. But now it's a little bit more different now. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's still luxurious, but he's talking about kind of like ownership. Yeah, you know, just mm-hmm. being ball shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, and he just know how to fucking rap good. Yeah, that's what that's, it just boils down that's to. Boils down you know what I'm saying yeah. like if you if you still sharp within your your skill set, you yeah. can always deliver good music, bro. And then the people who have grown with you, they're going to realize that, be like, you know, he was rapping like this on one instance, you know, back then, but now he's grown, so, you know, I'm growing as a person, you know, so this artist is talking about shit that I can relate to now, you know what I'm saying, even at this age, just like I was relating to it back then, so, um, but just to, you know, go back to, you know, QC, I think they can, they're definitely going to, you know, they're definitely going to keep it pushing, dog. I could definitely see them being one of those labels in the South. You know what I'm saying? One of those big dominant labels. Like, we had No Limits. We had the Cash Monies. We had Suave Houses. What you admire the most about Birdman? One thing, man, I like about my dog, B. Ashes, is first of all, my when it came to, like, how my dog would, like, move on certain shit, like... Because a lot of people talk about shit like, oh, he don't pay niggas, this and the third. All I can say is everybody who said that, they all eventually came back to him. Mm-hmm. They all eventually re-signed the cash money. He doesn't have any bad blood. I haven't seen, I haven't heard Turk talk down from him. I haven't heard Juvenile talk down from him, you know, as of recently because he's pretty much right all his wrongs that people said he did. Mm-hmm. And I just like how he came through in business. Like, bro, didn't give a fuck. Like, like, you know, I mean, he had a line. Remember, he said when he came to the game, everybody was on some daddy shit. They was trying to wear Versace. They was trying to, you know, be luxurious. He was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to be ghetto fabulous, nigga. I'm going to wear a white tee. I'm going to wear Reeboks. I'm going to wear Jabos. And I'm going to have a fucking $300,000 worth of jewelry on. You know what I'm saying? I'm still keeping it luxury, but nigga, I'm still, I'm it's just still ghetto. I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still being me at the end of the day. And that's what I always liked about him. He was still him as a person, you know what I'm saying? And from his come up for somebody who he was in jail for like two years, got out, started cash money, was grinding from 92 to like 97, had various artists, was putting them out from the Magnolia Shorties to the, you know, um, to the uh, UNLVs, you know what I'm saying? He had mm-hmm. artists and it came to a point where those kind of dissolved and he had to do something else. So that's when he formed the Hot Boys. You know what I'm saying? Birdman came out at 22. He didn't really hit his real famous success until he hit 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just look at him as like a blueprint on certain things. Like, bro, yeah, you're right. things take time. He signed that what? $30 million contract in like, like what, 98? 98, 98. Yeah. He was 30 in 98. You know what I'm saying? It's just still funny because if you look at old videos, the nigga still try to lie about his age and shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, when, yeah. when, when, like when Juvenile was in the tunnel, when the Hot Boys went to the tunnel, and I think Diddy was there, this nigga tried to lie and say he was 24 and Juvenile was 18. I'm like, nigga, Juvenile is 24 in this video. <laughs> like, like Juvie is 24 yeah. in this video. Yeah, because Birdman's born like 69, 68. Yeah, he the same age as Jay-Z. Okay. So, so they both born 69. They both born 69. So when I, but just for his whole, just his whole like, 
his whole come up, his whole thing of just like, you know, like keep mashing, dog. The dog, even when Wayne, even when they had this shit with like when the Hot Boys first, yeah, I was like ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven. When the Hot Boys first came, when when the when 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 the Hot Boys dissolved in like two thousand three, and it kind of fell apart, and it was on Wayne's shoulders. He didn't go and try to rush and sign the next big artist. No, he that didn't. nigga rode with his. He rode with his man. He said, you know what, bro, we gonna ride this shit out together. The 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 shit gonna either. Go up or go down, and it's going. I, to I say us. this though: if Wayne would have signed to the Rock, it would have been some dog. It, it would have been, been some dog yeah, years. Cash, cash money, money. Would, cash money could, probably would have folded. It probably would. I think. It so. I think it would have folded. folded on some death row shit. It would have folded. Like he, I think he would have been. Like I think he would have got somebody to try to like, you know, because you got to think what Wayne brought him with that too. He bought him Drake. He bought him Nicki Minaj. Yeah, that's true. So Burman is is able to say like, yo. Off my tree, I got Wayne, Drake, Nikki. If Wayne goes to rock, Drake that goes to rock. rock. Yeah, that's Nikki Minaj is rock. Yeah. And then we talk about Hove. Like yeah. Hove, <laughs> Hove would have been Hove would have been sitting back chilling. Way he would have had Wayne, Kanye, Drake, and Nikki. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? But with Birdman, it, even with how he handled Drake, one thing I can say about Birdman, he never tried to alter his artist. Never. That's one thing I can say. He never tried to alter his artist persona, mm-hmm. anything. There's never been a time I can ever say that Drake or Nicki had a bad word to say about Birdman. No, like they no, never no. had nothing negative to say about Birdman, bro. Like even with them being under them, you know, all everybody. Drake ain't never had an ill word about Birdman, dog. Never. No, <laughs> like, crazy. Bro, them boy don't be having bad things. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just look at how Cash Money was too. Somewhat evolve because I remember when Drake was first coming onto the scene, and if you would have told me in '98, Birdman would have had an artist like Drake, and he fully embraced the Cash Money role. Like even yeah. when you look at like Money to Blow, yeah. like uh, for my town, yeah, he, play with, like he was like, jumping in that lane. Yeah, he, he was like, he jumped, lane, like still being himself. Birdman embraced Drake, mm-hmm. was still was able to let Drake be Drake. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like even with Nicki, mm-hmm. still letting her be her Barbie and da 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 do yeah. her thing, and it's like. Cash money really was in a sense uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, versatile as yeah. far as they roster. Mm-hmm. And one thing and another thing what I liked about uh Birdman is just how he always just felt I felt like even back then, like, you know, he did kind of he he played that father figure role to them to them to them dudes because you know when 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 he met Wayne he was you know like eleven or twelve same thing with Juve um, same thing not Juve but same thing with Turk same thing with BG he met uh, Juve when he was like around eighteen nineteen so to have these four young these four young kids you know basically and you mold them to be you know turn these little kids into superstars they already had talent but like I don't think people even realize like dog Juve I mean not juvenile but BG had an album out when he was twelve mm. he was supposed to be the person to Shoot, Cash Money got their whole deal because of him, mm-hmm. because of the work he put in with All On You Volume One and Two. You know, Chopper City and uh, Chopper City. You know, he had you know shit already putting in place. He was the one that was selling them two hundred, three hundred thousand, going through you know Louisiana to Texas to Tennessee, like that whole pipeline in the South. Like, you know, he was the one breaking that mold, but it was. It, it wouldn't have happened if a nigga like Birdman wasn't the one who was, you know, having things in place. And another thing I liked about Birdman was him and his brother's relationship as he was the face and his brother was the brain. And, you know, they and he never tried to 
step on toes with his older brother because he easily could have been like, man, nigga, fuck you, nigga. I'm the leader. I'm the, I'm the face. Niggas know me. Niggas know Berman. Niggas don't know Slim. But he made it be known like, yo, Slim is the nigga who, you know, who mm-hmm. really running this shit. I'm doing what I got to do. You know, I do my thing. You know, I, I'm the face. You know, I still make deals. But Slim is the nigga who doing this shit. And for somebody who still recognize their place and positioning and things is something I really admire from him because yeah, he could have easily... always played the background. I, I don't think I ever heard Slim talk. I heard Slim talk a couple <laughs> times, but he didn't say much. Yeah, so, I never heard Slim talk. You know, so for for him, to for Baby to know that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do what I can without Big Bruh and Big Bruh knowing like, hey, he the face. I'm not really out there like that. I'm going to let him handle that. I'm going to let him take care of that. Mm-hmm. That's something really to be said. You know what I'm saying? And... People like I said, people will say all they want about bro, but every artist that's ever, you know, left Cash Money, they always came back. Mm. So you know what can you really say about dog? Anybody, even though you might have to sue this nigga to get your money back, <laughs> everybody still got their money back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As far as a nigga like Diddy, Diddy's like nigga, <laughs> Diddy's like nigga. <laughs> whatever happened, happened, Playboy. You might as well just you know take that shit on the chin and bounce. You know, fucking Styles P had to. Fucking throw a chair at this nigga for them just to get out their publishing for their first album. So I don't like when niggas compare Diddy to to, to Birdman because Birdman has done way more for niggas, man. Birdman take care of niggas. Birdman make sure niggas get held down. Like shout out to Beat Actress, man. B thirty two, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like unless. It was good to see him and Wayne relationship finally yeah, get, get mended together. and fixed. Like, and he apologized for that shit on stage. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like, my dog's a real nigga. Like, my dog's a real nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I still bump it's all on. It's not it's all on you. I still bump on um, what's that shit, man? You had just post hair down too. Oh, that was off. I forgot the damn. How I just had a brain fart. I forgot the name of that. Because I got all, I got all Big Thomas albums. People be sleeping on Big Thomas, man. Like honestly, bro. What's the name of that album? The real get. Oh, how you love that volume? How you love that volume too? Like, dog, the real get. Because my favorite shit off there is um, Money and Power. I like Big Balling. Yeah, Big. That's my. You know, that was a classic. But yeah, bro. Like niggas. Then I got that work. Yeah, that, that that was a that's how I get your roll on. Yeah, and all that shit, man. Like, bro, Big Thomas albums were like from the skits mm-hmm. to the intro. Like, Big Thomas had great albums, bro. They had great. And them niggas was talking about like the outrageous stunting, the out, the out, the outrageous stunting. The nigga was their level about, of stunting was completely different from what we had saw in the game at the time. Shh, man, I'm talking about this nigga Birdman was talking about he gonna put 32 carrots in his son ear, and I think that nigga's son was just born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, them boys used to talk about, yeah, bro. Man we about, had a hot tub in the middle of the living room, in bro. In the middle of the living room. <laughs> yeah, bro, cribs, this man, like, this man was talking about having a helicopter pad at the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit was different, That man. shit was different, and honestly, bro, I still don't see niggas stunting like that. I see niggas trying him, to stunt. For him like to that. stand like the test of time, like his label crossing over to like what the f- so you had 90s, 2010, like 30, four decades, four decades, four decades in there. He been like you had you had cash money in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, about to be 2020s, and they keep going, bro. Yeah, he because he still got he just like we talked, he still he signed Reese Youngin, he got Jacquees still. Mm-hmm. So he's still, you know, one thing. I, another thing I liked about Birdman is Birdman always is grounded within the music. You have a lot of record companies, like you know, shout out to P. You know, P made P did his thing. P had a very you know groundbreaking deal, 
But P eventually started to leave the music. You know what I'm saying? One thing I can say, Birdman really a lot of his like a lot of his cheese and shit like that. Mm-hmm. All that shit came from music, bro. Because mm-hmm. he 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 uh, was always with Universal, right? Mm-hmm. In you know, the end, and it, he said on one interview, he was like, "Bro, his standing is so great with Universal. They basically gave this nigga an unlimited credit line, like okay. unlimited credit line. So yeah. basically." He can get as much fucking funding that he needs to get, and that's yeah. from from because they know they're gonna get their return. They know they're gonna get their return back. One Drake album gonna get all their returns back. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Right one that. Drake album will get all the returns back. So, man, that's one thing I also like. I said like he he stayed grounded in the music. I like the fact that he's still, you know, and who would, who would be like uh, QC's like you know uh, as far as they label that they have like you know how Birdman's with Universal. Um, I think last time I checked, I want to say I think they were still with Motown, but that might be different now. Oh, okay. They they did something with Motown, but I think that's kind of what the Migos was having a problem with was you know they deal like the QC deal, and then they had a deal with Motown. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like you know one nigga gotta pay another nigga and another nigga mm-hmm. you know get the rest, but because wasn't they didn't they do a a, a a partnership with one of their artists with three hundred or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah, I'm trying to. Forget. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember who it was that they okay. did the, 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 the Yeah, but P has definitely came a long way. Yeah, matter of fact, like Migos did a three they did a three hundred deal with Migos and then they got out that three hundred deal and I think they doing with Capital slash Motown. So I think okay. that's what they it wasn't the they yeah, it wasn't uh Capital Motown they was beefing with it was beefing with three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but P and like you said, he got it started a lot of rappers didn't really peak until it Raw's first album came out when he was thirty. You yeah, see what I'm saying? You know what so saying? it was like Everybody has their own time to, and I look at Ross now. I felt like he'd been here twenty years. Word. It feel like he'd been here twenty mm-hmm. years. You say, but it's been like fifteen. Well, it's getting it's getting close. It's been about fifteen oh five ish, something like that. But I wouldn't think that he would be forty something. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. it feel like he was so much younger. But he was really thirty years old when he first started. And then I read, but Ross. then a lot of people look at him like, oh, nigga, you you, you thirty years old Ross. trying to drop a first album. And it's like, no, that shit don't matter. No. Like. And but thing is, Ross was putting in work for a long time, bro. Before that, it, yeah. Before I read his book, he was writing for Trina. Because he was with Swisher, uh He was with Suave yeah. House, and then he left Suave House, and then he went to go with Slip and Slide. Slip and Slide, yeah. So he did a he he didn't put his groundwork in. So to say, if bro pop at thirty, it's not like he just started rapping at thirty. Mm-hmm. He just ended up catching it. At I 30. look at it, he got MMG. Yeah, same doing thing his with, thing. with Two Chains. Like Two Chains, we've been new Titty Boy, but yeah. it's like. And when I hear him rap, it don't sound like an old nigga trying to keep up. It he don't. just rapping, doing his thing. But he's what, 44 years old? Yeah, 44, yeah. So it's like, bro, like a lot of rappers, like even like, I'm seeing that now. Like even when I look like Griselda and them boy, like them boy damn near pushing 40. Like mm-hmm. Benny like 35, I think Conway like 37. Mm-hmm. But man, these niggas can rap their ass off. So it doesn't really matter. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. As long as you can rap your ass off and you got a good story to tell and it's authentic and real. And people gonna fuck with it, and then mm-hmm. them, you know, getting their success later in life. I'm pretty sure it helps them out because they're not out doing stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? If you was 21 and got your riches, you pretty much you gonna you probably gonna grow run through that million about two or three times before you realize like, hey, I gotta stop running through this fucking million. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, but shout out, but yeah, I, I, but shout out to QC man, QC moving, they grooving and they got a good platform. You know, the only thing, but one thing I will say about QC is like, bro, if you want to come out hot, you on the shelf. Like, because they got a roster full of niggas now, but if you don't come out hot, you on that shelf. Like, 
If you don't strike hot the first, you know, two times around, nigga, they're going to shelve you. <laughs> For real, bro. They're going to shelve you. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's what we think about. <laughs> I think about that Gillian uh, and uh, Whack 100. And he yeah. say, he lost money on you, Gilly. He <laughs> lost money. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call Birdman and call to get your master. Because he made no money off that shit. No way. <laughs> Gilly do gotta let that shit go yeah. though, man. Like he, he, gotta, say, he gotta like take that West off that cash money chain. Like, oh, you talking about Bird? Birdman's a real nigga. Yeah, he was like, man, I Billy, I see Turkey. Like, bro, let that shit go. Go, because everybody go. else. Because I know Bird, and it, Bird, the way Birdman carried himself, he ain't thinking about Gilly. No, bro. man, that's and it. That, and he looking at the books like. <sighs> I don't pay so much money. That shit don't even matter. He don't even speak on that shit, bro. I remember you said, like he said, he said he did lose money with you, which he did. You see what I'm saying? He gave you that advance now. He ain't nick that shit. He didn't. Gilly didn't take his opportunity with that shit and run with it. And it was what it was. Birdman never spoke. I never heard Birdman speak on Gilly at all. At all, it's just like, uh, it was an L. Yeah, that nigga took probably, that, uh, charged that to the game. <laughs> that nigga looked at that. that. Nigga probably looked at that. Um, them them payments and them statements and all you know the the books and everything it was like, yeah. damn, bro, we, damn, bro, we gave Gilly what two hundred thousand for it, man. Fuck that shit, man. That's that money's not coming back. Fuck that. <laughs> they probably looked at the the the, the advance and was like, dog, we gave this nigga way too much money. Like, fuck. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll put that in escrow, man. This shit is crazy, man. Yeah. That shit was crazy. That shit was hilarious. Word, but, right. I mean, for the most part, man, like, you know, Birdman still chugging along, man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I got to salute him for that to maintain that status and that stature, you know, going, on, going into a fourth decade of, yeah. you know, being alive within, you know, the music industry. Because mm-hmm. that shit ain't easy. It's not, man. Because you would have told somebody in 96 that Death Row would have tailed off. They were like, nah, you Hell crazy. no, like, yeah. Especially with the roster that they had at mm-hmm. the time. It's like shit. Snoop had to ended up going fucking with P. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? At the death row, like damn. Well, yeah, they did. They filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, but they in '95, '96, they was at the top of the fucking yeah. game with yeah. Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, who was like nobody would have nobody would have thought that shit no. ended up the way that it did. Some some toy company owns death Hands row bro. now. <laughs> the niggas who make fucking Toy Story, the nigga who make Mr. Potato Head owns That's crazy. Death Row. The nigga who was Mr. The nigga who made Mr. Potato Head owns the Masters to Doggy Style. Like dog, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That is fucking nasty, that's bro. That's nasty though. That is nasty, but that's that's life though. It's like damn, bro. Like them niggas really got the them niggas own the masters to the chronic, dog. Every time nothing but a G thing gets played, the nigga from Hansbro making cheese. That's wild. That's insane. Bro. That's insane. That is insane, bro. That it just like that. It was. It was it. As soon as Pac died, that was pretty much yeah, that it. Was over. It was because they dropped the Seven Day Theory, and then after that, it was kind of like. Eh. There's only so much Tupac records you can go around. Yeah, there's only, only so much to carry that label. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did the damn man carrying the label for fucking over three years until two thousand? And Snoop was able to maintain his, you know, his momentum when mm-hmm. he started. And the shout out to P because you know P still let him be him. Yeah, he didn't have to let him do. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't have to let him. You know, do that. Like you said, he still let him be him. You know, he still. I know on um because I was a Snoop fan back then. My brother was still is a, a Snoop fan back then, especially when he came to No Limit. I remember when Top Dog came out. Out. Top Dog had a little bit of um, a little West Coast beats, but once it came to the game is to be sold, not to be told. That official official No Limit release, he was he had a lot of beats by the pound, 
Snoop was very on his South shit when he mm-hmm. went down and started fucking with P. And I thought that was really, I thought that was cool that he went and experiment sounds and you know made down for my niggas and shit like that. Like that shit was dope, dog. So shout out to, so shout out to them boy, man. But as far as for the black executive, you know, you know, going further on that route, I think that you know our time is you know especially coming. You know, I see I, there's a lot of, you know, I see a lot of, you know, young guys, you know, whether I'm on the Internet or, you know, shit like that, or I'm just, you know, scrolling around, you know, Twitter or some shit like that. I'll see like these guys who, you know, they might not have a lot of followers or, you know, up and coming, you know, you know, up and coming rappers, but it might be a guy who's working with an artist and he trying to help build that bubble. You know what I'm saying? And try to get that artist to where they need to get to. And I'm seeing a lot of more, you know, I'm seeing a lot of black, you know, a lot of black people doing that, you know what I'm saying? Really standing behind their artists, you know, trying to take them to the next level, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just having, you know, working with the artists and letting some, you know, then letting a the record company go and snatch them. They, it's, I'm seeing more partnerships with that, you know what I'm saying? Which I think mm-hmm. is real dope, you know what I'm saying? I want people to go in, you know, if they got an artist and, you know, this person is they, you know, they manager or whatever the case they be, or they, you know, they're under their label, you know, they're bringing them along with them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They're not just, you know, because there was a point in time where somebody might have an artist, they might build them up, and as soon as the label get them, then they just cut the person who was building them up just off to the side. Mm. So to see artists sticking with the people that was riding with them and then going to the labels and be like, nah, this nigga got to ride. You know, this was my, you know, this was my A&R manager, all that in one. You know, we're not cutting this nigga off. Matter of fact, this nigga going to get the deal so we can bring other motherfuckers in. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit I like to see. So when I see guys like, you know, Gotti with CMG, he got a good label. You know, how you feel about his roster? I like his roster. I like his roster a lot. I fuck with ESTG, you know, Black Youngster Cool, Moneybag Yo's, he, you know, he killing the streets right now. Um, he got 42 Doug who's doing his thing. So he's got a good roster. Gotti has always been good at picking talent. Even when yeah, he had he niggas, has. even when he I had say that. even when he had niggas like Starlito and Zedzilla, you know, he always was really good at picking talent. You know, even if the artists that he had, even if they, you know, didn't do much like like you know like continue their success you know they've had a hit like Snooty Wild had a hit you know what I'm saying he did that, song, <laughs> that shit fucked the club up you know what I'm saying so it's like you know he's a pretty good you know a good picker of talent you know what I'm saying so shout out to him man um you know Gucci he trying to you know he Gucci done rebuild his label about three or four times so he trying to get back into it um who else is like an artist who got a label because I know a lot of people might say you know it's not good to sign under an artist but I just feel like if the artist got is in the mind frame of like I'm not trying to compete with my artist I'm mm-hmm. just trying to basically give them a platform then they'll be good you know mm-hmm. from my perspective you know so but Gotti has a really good roster and I fuck with ESCG and he they they gonna they they gonna do some things, man. Especially and money bag yo is like he's big. He's been killing it lately. Yeah, man. he's been killing it, man. He's 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 blowing up. You know, from our first time I heard about money bag yo was like maybe 2015, 2016. or twenty sixteen. Mez be saying he be having sassy balls. He do. Oh, yeah, he do. He do now. He do now. That, that nigga song said, is hilarious. Though. That nigga says something like it's it's the Maybach for me or some shit. I'm like, all right, man. All right, man. Like, come on now. <laughs> like that's just be like, all right. That's why. That's why I fuck with Dog, yeah. but I don't listen to his music like that. Oh, okay. Like I'm gonna keep it G. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, man. You're not about to, I'm not about to be in the car and the niggas talking about it's the Maybach for me. Nah, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight, dog. I don't. Man, got the mammy bars. 
Oh shit. Word, <laughs> That's the shit the man, the girl, the gals be saying. Like, I ain't fucking with that. Oh Shout shit. Out to him, though, man. Yeah. Memphis Memphis for the most part has always had some dope talent though. Yeah, man. Going way back, man. He from, you know, you know, course three six mafia, play a fly. Uh, eight ball, eight ball, MJG, MJG, very, very, very. I fuck, I fuck with them. Yeah, very. Fuck under, with them heavy. Me too, man. I love their music, bro. Very underrated. Fucking Tila, um, Kingpin. Uh, I think it's King uh, Kingpin Skinny. Like they've always had like super great talent. You know what I'm saying? Project Pat, one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. You know. So they've Memphis always did did Birdman yeah. put some uh bread in Yo Gotti hand when he yeah, first when came he first out? came through, yeah. I thought so. Uh, yeah, when he, he was signed to cash money, you know, for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then shit, I think Young Buck was signed to cash money for a little second. Or oh, I think he was signed to Juvie, I think. <laughs> Every yeah. time I hear his name, I laugh, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Young Buck though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny nigga, man. That's a funny nigga, man. We ain't going to speak on that, but though, that's funny. That's funny you say that. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the black CEOs, black executives, you know, doing your thing, man. Just try to keep the power into the artist's hands and try to make shit rolling, bro. It's because you know the white people don't give a damn. Hell no. Never do. Never do. (laughs) So how you feel about uh, your Lakers, man? Shit, man. I'm going to just keep it real, bro. Time, we bro. lost to a better team, bro. I'm seeing a lot of people trying to make excuses on the TL, but, bro, we lost to a better team. Like, it just is what it is. I don't give a fuck how much times Anthony Davis got injured or, you know, LeBron's injury. You know, yeah, injury did fuck us up in the long run as far as our seeding and mm-hmm. things like that because we did lose. We did drop. We went from, like, fifth to seventh. We was in a playing game. It shit happens, bro. My whole problem was – where is everybody else? Where is the contributing factors? Where are the, the bench players? Where are the role players? Where were they at, bro? Because AD... Wes Matthews was... Ass, oh, my God. Ass, Dennis, Dennis like, For Dennis to want 100-plus million, because you turned out 80-something. Um, then this nigga checked out on us. Like, literally, like, Mo would be saying shit like, yeah, this nigga was on Call of Duty. This nigga <laughs> was like... Oh, I'm like, bro, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, this Kyle, nigga check Kyle, out. I just can't. I can't. Do no more defensive Kyle. I can't man. defend That's, Kyle no more, man. That that shit is there is terrible. It's like for the Suns, they had a nice balance of veteran and star, like young. That was Booker and Aiton first playoff man series, and you know with Chris Paul to be the way he was, not one hundred, and then Jay Crowder, he ain't really, but he's a vet presence. Yeah. Booker and Aiton showed the fuck out, man. Hey, man, bro. Especially like, that last game. Oh, my God. God. Booker was going fuck it. That nigga dropped 47, bro. The next high score, I think, was, what, 11? A dog. Or something like that? This I'm like, man had it was, six threes in the first half. That man dropped 18 in the first quarter. 20 in the first quarter. And he had did that the other the other night they had. Game five. five. He dropped 18 in the first quarter. I'm just like, bro, like. Booker, Booker saw, came for blood. Yeah, because the biggest thing about him was like, is he built for it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh no, he showed the fuck out. He showed the he showed, he more, showed the fuck out, and it basically was like Braun versus Booker when you look at this. Because I was looking at this the box score, and I'm like, bro, like, oh shit, like he gave contribute, but it's like, oh, I look up and I see Booker got 35, and I'm like, yeah. who the fuck in the next? Double? Nobody had been in double digits yet. Because remember, Crowder had hit like two threes to start out the game. Yeah. He was like, no, he went out like three for three mm-hmm. for three to start off. I'm like, okay, well, all the Lakers got to do is just get somebody to match that. And it's like, bro, y'all cannot hit the three for shit. Bro, KCP, oh, my God. Oh, bro, my God, bro. Oh, my God. Then it was like Caruso got hurt. I didn't even know the motherfucker was missing. 
It's about Caruso, Caruso hurt. Caruso hurt, bro. Like what? This nigga was missing since game one. What the <laughs> hell are y'all talking about? Like this nigga Ben. This nigga. This nigga Miles Well yeah, just put Drummond himself on the IR. Minutes game six. Trash barely got minutes. Like I'm just sitting there, like, bro, what is? What are we doing right now? What is our rotation? We riding with KCP, but I'm like, bro, this nigga is not making nothing. Why don't you be like talent? I feel like talent didn't get enough minutes as like he should have. Mm-hmm. Trez didn't get enough minutes. Schroeder clocked out on us. Fucking Andre Drummond just like. I don't think you even realize that this is 2021 now. Like, niggas are not playing the big man position like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Like, everything just, like, just, it shit just did not fall think, for us. You bro. think you can still uh, be an attractive market to somebody like Dane with Braun on his way out? I think so if they're willing to, but at the same time, though, are they willing to take the scrutiny? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the shit come with playing in LA, bro. And you've been in Portland hiding. Losing in the first round and hiding. So when you come down here and you get tossed in the first round, niggas it's ain't different. trying to hear that. It's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? The media is really going to be on you. I don't know if Dame really wants to do that at this stage in his career. You know what I'm saying? You you push it 30. I, yeah, I felt like them firing Terry Stotts was a scapegoat too. It wasn't a scapegoat. Because I don't think he was the problem. Because my whole thing is like, you went up against a Denver Nuggets team with no Jamal Murray. He still lost. He still lost. Now granted, the 55-point game... Your teammates let you down. You need they needed all fifty. But game six, you had a fourteen point lead going in the into quarter. the fourth. Like, like you don't do that, bro. Like no, they close it down to like uh, uh four going into the four, fourth. Four, okay, but right, right. in the third, they had as big as a fourteen point lead, and I'm like, in a game like that, you, you have to maintain to a fifteen to twenty point lead. I don't give a damn. Like you, see what I'm saying, like it's just like when y'all couldn't go down three one in game four, mm-hmm. they bust the Nuggets ass to tie it up two two. We had to do, what we had to do. But the thing is, with Dame, is just like, bruh. Oh, like, he only had one field goal in the fourth, fourth quarter. That's what I'm about to say. Like, you can't expect to Dame time and all this shit, and you. that's how you're performing in the one fourth. One field goal? And it was a two. That, that All that shows me is that, like, bruh, either their defense was so great that you couldn't get open, or you just mentally checked the fuck out when you realized, oh, shit, we about to lose. Because you could be in the game now. If any yeah. nigga has played sports... <clears throat> Excuse me. Any nigga that's played sports know if you playing and there's a big momentum swift, a big momentum shift, and you might be going into the fourth or you know quarter whatever it may be, and you might and the other team might be down by four, like how they were, you be like, oh shit, we about to lose. Like we, the momentum was not on our side. You know what I'm saying? The shit has completely switched, shifted to their side. So it seems like we're gonna be struggling for baskets, and they're gonna seem like they just get get easy baskets. You know what I'm saying? That's what happened, bro. Monte Morris was cutting their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to Monte Morris, but Monte Morris should not be cutting y'all ass. And that's what was going on. <sighs> and bro. that's what I thought. I thought like going into the series, like oh Blazers would be fine. That's what I'm Murray. saying. They got the guard play to, 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 yeah, to hold them to Ver- get them over. <laughs> yeah, Dante Morris big. He been holding it down. He was bro. holding it down, bro. He was holding it down. Him, the 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 little short Italian camp campzo, and yeah. and um and Marcus Howard who went to Marquette. You know what I'm saying? They but, was holding the guard position down, bro. I can see a AD and Dame pairing. I can see that. I, that's a good. I remember you mentioned the Celtics. That would Celtics, be good. Yeah. Miami would I be good. I saw Utah. Fit. No, wouldn't. Huh? Not Miami. Not Miami. No. Why you say that? No Miami. Drew, y'all ain't gonna do right by that man down there. Damn. They gonna do right by that man. Why not, bro? They gotta, they gotta. Man. As long as they, as long as they do what they're supposed to do, know, they should be. They would be if they got. Think about it. You get Dame, Victor, and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pretty. And Bam. And Bam. That's a solid four right there, bro. 
I mean, yeah. if they were, if Miami just like smarten the fuck up and just trade away Tyler Hero, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe <laughs> just some had shit a baby shake, too. you know? Well, nigga, that's no excuse for you playing like shit. Mm-hmm. So, fuck out of here. Like, I mean, keep Duncan Robinson. I would keep Duncan. But I Tyler like him can a little go. bit more than Tyler. Yeah. Tyler can bounce. You, you, could, you could slide from, bruh. Because it's like, I'm going to keep it real with you. That shit you did in the bubble was great, but once niggas found out how you moved and what you did, it was over for that. Mm-hmm. You get you you can only really score when you you can't create shit like that no more because everybody know how to play you now and if your jumper ain't sticking then nigga you really worthless out here because you don't play defense. Mm. So you know Miami, but Miami they you know them boy you know Drew you know what I'm saying them niggas was trying to call y'all boy frauds man what you feel about that them niggas trying to call y'all. I I I honestly think that it was a very quick turnaround for y'all to go from. From September to December, I feel the same thing kind of with a lot of teams. I don't know how the hell Denver is still doing this shit because they got to go through two seven-game series and they series, and when they lost against the Lakers, that ended in what, like August, September maybe? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So that was a quick turnaround. The finals was in October. Mm-hmm. That's a quick turnaround. So what you say about that, niggas trying to call your team frauds? I don't know who those niggas are, but I ain't worried <laughs> about them niggas. I feel you. But... Um, Nah, man. I think you know. I honestly thought we were gonna sweep them boys. Now, you damn was, sure did. Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> I, I called. I called for it. I got what damn. I wanted, and that shit was the complete opposite. But you know, at the end of the day, man, I think um, it just does. <clears throat> if if they wanted Tyler Hero and they wanted damn um, Duncan Robinson for James Harden, let them niggas go. <laughs> y'all want Kendrick Nunn too? Let that nigga go. Yeah. Like it, it just didn't make sense. But already I could see like, all right, we're gonna be on some off season moves if this yeah. shit don't pan out. So that's just really where my head is in that shit. Like and Pat Riley already said, like, yeah, changes is coming in Miami. So. All right, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, something okay. gonna shake now. Y'all y'all probably gonna shake it up. Yeah, I just see um little Dirk brother got killed, shot and killed and shit. Yeah, I yeah man, see I that. seen it. That's crazy. Condolences and prayers to him, yeah, man. No he been going through a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. For real, for real. That's a lot. That's crazy, man. Damn, bro, that's like a lot. I ain't gonna stump. Bro. That's yeah. a lot of motherfuckers that been around him that done died. Like, oh shit. That's I'm not Chicago. That Chicago lifestyle, man. That shit is sad. That shit is fucked up. But sometimes I be thinking, like, bro, how much shit did you do for somebody to just be like, you know, if we can't catch you, we just gonna kill everything around you. You know the code, bro. I know the code, but it's like, damn, bro. You like how how hard was you thugging out here? Like, what what was you really doing out here to have niggas really want to knock you? Like, if they can't catch you, bro. Like, they done caught him. They done they done caught his uh, what's the dude Newski? Mm-hmm. They caught Vaughn. They caught D thing. They caught his other uh, I think I forgot the other dog name. It's like seven people, bro. That's crazy. It's like seven I people, I couldn't bro. even wake up every morning knowing that I got. Oppositions like that, dog. Like, yeah. Like, how do you even you? Because you can't paranoid. protect everybody. You can't. You can't save everybody. So it's like, if niggas it's can't like get everybody's it, like on a on a target list. Pretty much, it's like, bro. If they can't get you, they'll just get the person that's next to you. Because bro, don't stay in Chicago, bro. I think bro stay like in Atlanta or something. So okay. it's like, if they can't catch you, they're just gonna find a person that's close to you. But I'm just thinking, like, bro, if a nigga, if niggas done killed like ten of your people right around, like. What I mean, it could easily. It, it, I mean, I maybe I'm thinking, you know, it could easily be just some old gang shit, like you know, they killed my man's, I killed their man's, but you know, that happens too, but not to the extent of like, y'all, they literally trying to wipe everything around you. 
Death follows this boy. Yeah, that's yeah, man. That's different. Yeah, it's just, it just it just follows him. <sighs> but you got to think about like, bro, what did you do in your life in order for that to happen though? Like, cause um, God bless the dead. Uh, I was watching this uh, documentary on. I don't know if y'all heard of Dex Osama, but Dex Osama was saying, you know, he had like his mom had a dream that you know the grim reaper was after him basically she was like you know you have death on you mm -hmm. because all this wild shit you was doing you know what i'm saying and you know when you do but one thing i see about dirk dirk from the outside looking in it looked like dirk trying to live a clean life but i also be hearing like i don't listen to dogs but i be on twitter and shit niggas will always be saying he be dissing his dead op so it's like mm. you can't be trying to be positive in this light but then still doing negative shit if you're gonna turn a positive leaf you should turn a positive leaf all the way around this shouldn't yeah. just be 50 50 so if you like that then you could be doing all the positive you want but if you still have some type of negative light you know creeping in you know those type yeah. of things will happen you know what I'm saying people don't take lightly or take kindly because that's i see that's a that's a that's that's a real trend right now you know what i'm saying kids dissing you know people who have died and shit and it's like dog like that person that you you know they might not deal with you but that person who you diss, their family members, they're gonna deal with you, bro. They have they have brothers, they have uncles, they have cousins. You know what I'm saying? They don't take shit like that lightly, and especially if you dissing a nigga and that shit go worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Chief Keith talking about the tuka, you know, smoking tuka and shit like that. You know, you got white people saying shit like that. And they don't even know what the fuck going on. You know what I'm saying? It's just very disrespectful because it's like, bro, that person has a mother. Like when that mother turns on the radio, there even though granted now, like niggas is in the streets, but when it's in the streets, you know, there's still be type of respect level even if, if a nigga did you wrong and you felt like you know what if a nigga didn't then I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do I gotta handle my business we'll just bro, leave it at that you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day you might have been totally right for what you did or felt like you right for what you did but at the end of the day you still took somebody else's life that other person still can't see their mother they still can't see their kids you know they, yeah they probably made a fucked up decision that led to that but once you did what you had to do ain't no reason to taunt dog you done did what you, you, done, you done laid the game down you done laid the game down so just leave it as it is mm -hmm. but when people keep constantly bringing shit up that's when feelings get back because that person you know they could have killed somebody and that person, you know, brother or something could have been like, you know what, I'm finally getting over that person's death. Mm -hmm. But then they turn on the radio, bam, they hear that shit again. They, oh, we got such and such a pack. We got, we smoking on such and such pack. Now nah, them niggas, they, 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 their emotions and their feelings then got back into it again. So they're like, all right, well, fuck this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Next, I don't give a fuck who if, I, if this nigga cousin come out the store, I'm clapping this nigga right there. I'm going to leave him where he's staying. And that's the type of shit that got to change, man, because there's going to be a whole lot of people getting killed for no reason. You know, he probably, he, the dog, you know, his brother got killed. Maybe he do, but maybe he didn't know that, you know, Dirk was in all this shit. Mm. And then he could have just been living his normal fucking life and then boom, off the actions of another nigga, you dead. And, and he's from the city, correct? Mm -hmm. They're from Chicago, right? Yeah, they all, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and that's our like I said, RP to him, condolences to him. I just had heard about that, Drew. I really had no about that. Yeah. So yeah, RP to him. Um, who you got winning the uh, Sixers and Hawks series? I'm gonna go against the right grain. Who? The the Hawks. Uh, that's why I said I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go with the Hawks. I'm way up seventy four fifty four. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. Hawks, you know, man. you know, I said the other day, bro, and it's like, um. Like, you know, as far as defense, like, Lakers had a great offense and great defense last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, true. But my whole thing is, like, like the Knicks, they didn't have an elite offense. They had a great fucking defense, though. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
when it comes to basketball, bro, if you got a great offense, because you know everybody keeps talking about like the Nets. Nets ain't got no defense. Nets ain't got no defense. Nets the Nets defense. have a solid fucking defense. Yeah, Nets bro. play defense, bro. Nets you know what I'm saying? Defense. And it's like when you have an elite offense like that, bro. You don't really. And I remember Shaq said one time he was like, bro, like when it comes to it, championship basketball, you need timely stops. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if you got a great offense, you don't really have to exert that much on defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like. When I look at what the Hawks are doing to the Sixers right now, it's like, bro, they are fucking these niggas up. Like, if a and, and, and I told I told Mac yesterday, I'm like, bro, Kyrie dropped 37 on Ben Simmons. Like, Trey will be fine. Yeah, Trey got 25 in the first half. You see what I'm saying? And them boys up, them boys dropped 74 on a Sixers defense, bro. And that's why I'm like, bro, that, in the grand scheme, defense don't matter that much if you ain't got the offense to match it. Yeah, you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's like. With Embiid not really be 100%, you already know Ben's not going to give you that much on scoring. Then you rely more on, like, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, And that's Maxie. not somebody you should be de- <laughs> relying on. Tobias Harris is not the nigga you should be relying on. Yeah, you you kind of hard on Tobias. Man, he's not the nigga you should be relying on, dog. He I put up a poll the other day, asked, could uh, the Hawks beat them without Embiid? And it was, like, 60% said yeah. no. Oh, it said no. They couldn't. Oh, they said no, they couldn't. And I I thought that shit was funny because I'm like, damn, I think the Hawks could beat them without Embiid. And look what they doing with Embiid out there. And it's like, no, nah, this should get ugly, like, yeah. quick. They might get them out of there in five if they keep that shit up like that. Yeah, um, I'm Hulk definitely Hulk. upset about the Clippers and Maverick series because I felt like that shit should have been over in five. No bullshit. But I got to get credit with credit, dude. got to give credit to Luke, But that bro. game six, Luka was on some bullshit, bro. He didn't want the ball in the final no, he moments. He was camping out at, at the logo with Nicholas Batum covering him. Like, bro, Kawhi stepped up, took the assignment for most of the night on him mm-hmm. defensively. And then offensively, it was like, oh, my God, bro, Kawhi was in a different – he knew he had to make up for that game five, yeah. bro. And what he was doing, them last few possessions – Them step back. Them step back. Crucial, 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 bro. I said, God I'm damn. About off the, I mean, I never really seen Kawhi off the handle like that. Bro, that I'm man was real with you. I knew he had that a last, little bit of handle, but yeah. – That last one he put in Luka eye, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, this shit is over. Yeah, that was but tough. I had them boys winning this shit. When they went down 0-2, I said seven, yeah, you said but that? I felt like they was going to win four straight. Mm-hmm. That game five ending, I don't know. Terrence Mann had the fucking layup, but it is what it is. Yeah, they yeah. got the W. Mm-hmm. I got them blowing the Mavericks out today. You, I think it's going to be a close one. because going to be another close just, one? Just from what the patterns we've seen, it just seems like the team at home can't never win. But they I set a it, record for road teams with a six yeah, straight, yeah. right? Like, that shit is crazy. Like, that shit is crazy. Like, I ain't never, you know, I've never really seen a series where the home team can't get yeah. a game. You know? And with this, with the defensive, like, defensive matchups now, as far as with Luka, is like, bro, like, okay. I think they're starting to get get it, get it together. Like, mm-hmm. Paul George was playing shitty, too, but he hit some big shots in the fourth. But overall, he had a shitty. I'm Man. like, bro, you was getting pickpocketed by Tim Hardaway. Like, he was being careless with the ball, bro. I'm yeah. like, bro, what the fuck is you but doing? But he was also like six for fifteen, six for seventeen. Though he that really, ain't really bad. I mean, it ain't bad, but it's like, bro, you you yeah, you, you could be do better. You could do better because Kawhi was in a different type of yeah. zone, bro. And I'm like, I got him going to the finals though out the west. I'm going to keep it G, man. I think it's either going to be Phoenix or Utah. Because I just think... Utah end up playing uh, the they're, Clippers they're, next they're round. They're going to play the Clippers, I think. You I know? don't see them beating them. I think... I think... You know what's... I think what I think that's going to... What's going to, you know, kind of slow the Clippers down is really the inside presence. And I feel like with Rudy Gobert, at least on the defensive end, that's going to be a tough matchup. 
But when if they play against the Suns, they're gonna have to go against DeAndre Ayton, who's pretty efficient on defense and offense. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I realized about the Clippers. They they really don't have a good inside presence like that. You know what I'm saying? So if you got a team that got a good postman, they'll that like that's why Joker that's why Joker was eating their ass up last year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you got somebody with a and that's why you know when you look at the change that the Mavs made in Game Five, they put uh. With the barn, with the big tall nigga, they put him in the game, yeah. and they realized that okay, we making it a little tougher for them boy to, to to shoot over that. So I think if you got a good inside, you know, presence, I think you could give the Clippers some I, I problems. Seen, I just seen them cleaning it up today. I, I seen them cleaning them up. But today. With, with the with with that Sixers, with the Sixers and Hawks, um, <sighs> like you were speaking about, you know, they always say, you know, saying, you know, people might be like, that was good defense, but that was better offense. And I just feel like that's what is going to be. It's they got a lot that. of scores on that team. Yeah, they got a lot and Cam Reddish bro. is still out. They got a lot of. They got, they got Huter. They got Bogey. They got Hunter. Collins. Trey. Lou Will. Clint doing his thing on Man. the boards. It's like, bro, where the fuck? Oh, and uh, Gallo. Gallo, yeah, Gallinari. I'm yeah. like, bro, these niggas is really fucking loaded out oh, here, bro. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Bucks and Nets, my boy Harden, man. I hope that I hope that hamstring yeah, ain't man. a grade a grade to a higher, man. Because I need my dog to get this ring, yeah, man. And I want him, him to actually play to get to that, get that shit. You see know what I'm saying? It's like fuck, man. Get, that shit's he, crazy. But it just looked like it was effortless, though. Mm-hmm. Like even with the stepping out, and they really did have like playing some solid defense, bro. Like Giannis had 34, and I remember I told him, I'm like, bro, that 50 point game that he had. He needed every bit of that, mm-hmm. even with Kyrie playing like shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like, KD and Kyrie really didn't have, like, no crazy game like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Blake was doing his thing on the yeah, boards. Blake was a fact. Blake yeah. Blake made himself a factor last he night, did. bro. He made he himself did. a factor. Blake was hustling. Blake was on the floor with it. And I still you even know? feel like if Blake don't have that other, another 18-14 game. It'd be all right. Kyrie and KD still would put up enough to, like, sh- like shoulder that. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I don't know, bro. I really, I had it as a five with James. They might, they might want to sweep them just to get the shit out. The I way. think it would have been a sweep with James, bro. I, I think they might sweep you. on a low. I think they might could sweep them now, <laughs> like for real. It's like, bro. It's like Chris Middleton didn't have a great, but I don't think he's making up that much, in my opinion. Nah, I, even I if Chris had twenty, I still think they wouldn't have had a. They, it wouldn't have been a, 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 a shot with them because it, just think about it. If they're going Imano Imano, Katie, like, all right. Let me come down but, here. But you realize, bro, it's so effortless, dog, because it's and like... the ball movement, even, that's why I keep trying... I'm like, yo, y'all keep talking about this ISO shit. Nah, they don't. Bro, I saw a highlight last night, I meant to send it to you, like, of their ball movement, like, in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, the Nets really do move the ball. Like, Steve yeah. Nash, like, he'll have these moments where... He'll let James or Kyrie and Katie do, but for the yeah. most part, they move the fucking yeah. basketball. Everybody bro. get touches. Joe yeah. Harris, Joe Harris was doing his thing. He had nineteen. Um, um, what it was? Bruce Brown was doing his thing. Um, I like him as a defensive. Yeah, guy me too, too. Defensively, um, who else was doing? But yeah, it was. Oh, Mike James. Mike, yeah, Mike James. I didn't through. expect for him to come. Dude, he was, he was doing his yeah. thing. Yeah, he was. He because Harden went out. I'm like, oh shit. And then with Steve Nashville, Mike, I was like, oh, he got to get deep in the yeah, bench because yeah. Jeff Green out too. Yeah, he is. I seen that. But yeah, man. Hopefully, and we then, just 
Harden ran that second unit too, so that's that might be a thing as yeah. far as like, you know who we going. And the get, hamstring yeah. is so fucking tricky, man. Hopefully he just be out for them four to six mm-hmm. days, man. But I like what they doing now as far as their how they lining up. Either Kyrie or KD are going to be on the floor. It's not at like they at a time. It's not like they both going to be on the bench. So. But when I be watching KD, I be like, dog, this nigga really could just like be chilling for like the first two quarters, and then the third quarter, bro, really got twenty five. This nigga just go. Like, they had they had so them runs where bro. the flurries of just like scoring barrages. I'm just looking at this shit like because me and my dog, I placed a little bet on there. We were sitting there smoking, watching the games. Like, man, we just be a little, man. I bet you ten dollars, them niggas ain't like the Nets gonna win. He's like, oh, hell no, nigga. And when Harden came out, he was like, oh, hope oh. you see. I'm like, bro, it's, yeah. it's that. Like, it's like if long as KD. He's on the floor, dog. Like, I don't like it, nigga. Anything can happen, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then I'm going to smoking their ass. And then I took that money and got me some good ass dinner. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to my dog, Randy Lowe, you know what I'm saying? But on some real shit, though, I think that the Nets could sweep them, boy, if they really put their mind to it. Mm-hmm. And if they're not trying to, you know, hopefully there's no like overkilling them niggas. Because I don't, how much minutes did they have, Kyrie? Kyrie had 45. Yeah. But KD I, had 40. That's a lot of minutes, bro. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a lot of minutes. But I think those two. I think with KD, I probably want to chill down a little bit. Maybe because it was game one, and it was like, all right, we got to kind of we got to adjust up. because gotta James. Adjust. Yeah, adjust. that James shit was so quick. Yeah, and I thought they was gonna kind of like, you know, not fold, but like, you know, get lost. Like, nah, like that like, shit was a blowout from 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 start to finish, <laughs> bro. Like that shit was. That hey, shit was that's what Giannis having thirty four. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just didn't see. I really didn't see how niggas could really pick these niggas. And this is with James. Pick the Bucks to win this shit. I'm like, bro, like, look at nah. this shit. Like, dog, look at this shit. Kyrie was dogging Drew Holiday. Kyrie was dogging this nigga. And this nigga was supposed to be the best one-on-one defender player. Kyrie was dogging this nigga the whole I night. Tell him, man. I tell honestly probably... I, I, I need them more to get swept, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you need them yeah, more to get swept. My dog said he needs some retribution. <laughs> you need some retribution. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck that. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get Giannis. Uh, we need to get this nigga upset with Milwaukee. And, you know, because Drew Holiday just isn't the answer that he thought he was going to be. And then, nah, he ain't got shit. He does nothing Chris, for Kyrie, Chris bro. Middleton, he's not consistent enough. To That's really, how I feel, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, he's he's good. I'm not going to take away from the, the guy's game, but he's just not fucking consistent to, to beat Brooklyn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's just not. So to say that they're going to get swept, I can see it. Do I want it to happen? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, just to get Giannis the fuck up out of there, man. Yeah, I feel you, dog. I mean, what's going to be the word on Giannis if he loses the series? I mean, if he he gets swept, all right, I'll put it breaking down to two. If he loses the series, that's one thing. But if he gets swept, Mm. what's that? You could get one. It's like, yeah, it's tough. You're upset. You, know what I'm saying? you see what I'm saying? Because everybody picked them to be the, the one to beat the Nets. But yeah. not even that. It's just because his efforts are going to be, I put up 30, 40 points, and we still lost. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it ain't me. It's this fucking team. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And that's when the nigga's going to be upset, and that's when the nigga's going to be like, hmm, maybe Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You got to force a trade. Yeah. Shit. yeah. But sad, but, thing, but one thing about, like, you, if he did decide to do that, it's like the Bucks have pretty much tried to put every, pieces or and everything and, around and, this man. So Even when I look at the games they played this year, the Bucks never played the Nets when all three players. Yeah, all three players were there, yeah. Like the first game they played was just KD and James. Kyrie didn't play. And then the last two games, James was out with the hamstring. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat them. Giannis had 51 game. The next game, kind of just, you know, 
gotten their back. And KD was kind of fresh back. Mm-hmm. So now when I look at it, it's like the rosters are shrink now. And the, and the minutes go up. So it's just like... There's going to be more KD out there for y'all niggas to have to deal, deal with. Deal with yeah. more Kyrie for y'all mm-hmm. out there for y'all to deal with. And it's just like, I really want to see James... And more so because of the James and Giannis thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I really wanted this shit to go down. So it's just like, man, I hope this shit is not agreed to where it's like, because I would I would like to see a Hawks and Nets ECF. That would be a good one. And, that, and it looked like that might be it. And I think that would be, and honestly, with no James, I think the Nets still win, but I think it. it, it they're going to have to work for it. It's going to have to work for it. Because it's going to go seven. They have some scorers. Bro. They can They can score with them. But they just don't have Kevin Durant, though. That's yeah. my whole thing. Like, yeah. niggas don't have KD. Oh, and KD and uh, Kyrie and Trey Young matchup? Oh, that's going to be crazy. That's TV. Yeah. That's, that's TV right that's there. Prime that's, time. that's what I think people were when people were saying, like, oh, we, we missed Golden State in, in the playoffs and shit yeah. like that. And it's like, no, y'all got that shit. And it's right there on the East Coast in Atlanta, bro. Yeah. Because they got the fucking shooters that can shoot lights out. Yes, sir. And if it's speaking of which, that's kind of a good comparison because even if you look at them, how they have kind of changed their mold, they did a lot of that through the draft. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Golden State. They mm-hmm. did a lot of they, they how they team is constructed with the big three. What they have is all through the draft. It's the same thing with uh, Atlanta when you got Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Kevin Hunter. You know, I and mean, they, they got they got get, um, um, Capella. Capella. They got they, you know they got Capella through the trade. They mm-hmm. got uh, they have a good mix of old and young on that team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of similar to the Warriors. The Warriors was a mix of old and young too because they still had niggas like Andre Iguodala on the team. They still had niggas like Andrew Bogan on the team. Mm-hmm. So they still had a good a good mix of the young guys with the old guys. And Atlanta got that too. Yeah. So I, I see you know if. If they play against the Nets, I still got the Nets winning just because they have KD. And yeah. I just think you just don't – if KD's on the team, I'm not going to – it's like kind of like the LeBron effect. If the KD's on the floor, I got KD. But I think they could push them definitely to six or seven if James is out. Yeah. If I think James is there, I think James, I think they could probably beat them in like – the Nets would probably beat them boy in like five or six if James is there. But if James ain't there, that shit going seven. Yeah. That shit going seven. I still got the Nets winning – but that shit going seven though. Well, you got the Jazz coming out the West. Um, I got. Uh, I honestly, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. I got. I got Phoenix coming out the West. I think Phoenix has a really good balance. They have the one player on the court who they know when shit get rough, they can just give that nigga the Boy, ball. Book is in a different bag gonna right go, now. He gonna go and get it. Aiden you know, is balling too. Yeah, but man, what if we had a Utah Phoenix semi of the conference finals, like how it was in the bubble? Remember? When them when uh, Donovan and um, Booker was going at it in the bubble, because Donovan and Booker for the seeding games, yeah, for the seeding games, and because yeah, because you know, because you know, you know, Jamal Murray and thing went at it too, but Jamal, Jamal, Nuggets and Jazz went seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they went at it, but that, but like I said, the seeding game with the uh, with and they came back from three one. Mm-hmm, yep. So from the seeding game, from the for for Booker and um, Mitchell, from that to playing in the Western Conference Finals, where you know whoever wins goes to the finals. I think we'll get Jazz like or a, Suns would be a great. It, it, it'd be a great offensive showing between those two players. It'd so, be great. So it's safe to say that the Nets is going to win a championship this year. I mean, it's it's you know <sighs> it's depending on James. It's health, really yeah, it's depending on James' health because how do you feel that the Nets match up no, either I'm just between? Because y'all saying now, KD, if KD's on the floor, it's a guarantee. It's the LeBron effect. So I now, that's what I feel like. Okay, I feel like if right. KD on so, the floor, I feel like KD got the advantage. It's rare no, that Kyrie had bad games too. So right. it's like there's no Curry. 
You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no Dame. There's no Westbrook. Oh, I'm yeah. t- if they get they toughest matchup is in the is in, in the, the in the in East. East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They clapping whoever in the West. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they just got to get through the Sixers and Hawks yeah. and, you know, of course, the Bucks. Bucks. I feel like the Bucks would be their toughest Bucks. test. Bucks is not the toughest test. It's not the tough. I think Atlanta would probably be their toughest test in order for them to get out because they have the the, the the scoring. And people was picking the Sixers to beat the net. Like, yo, they got to beat the... They got to Hell the, no, nigga. Niggas was picking the Sixers and the Bucks to dethrone these niggas, But man. if you look at the Sixers throughout the whole regular season, bro, Joel and B had to get like 30 and 12 every season. Night for the regular season, that shit, that shit was cute. It was cute, Sixers. Like that, that shit was cute this season. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, dog, like you said, and B had to do too much. Yeah, he had to do a lot, bro. You take that shit away, what happens? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. and Brooklyn just has too many people that can take and beat out the game. Mm-hmm. I put, you know, you got. Uh, uh, you got Blake Griffin down there. You got DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Nick, Nick Claxton was hooping Claxton yesterday. I was like, minutes. yeah, I was like, okay. See what I'm saying? Like, you got a good mixture of people that can take them 30, 30 and 15 out the game. You know and, what I mean? And then when I look, what I realized with Brooklyn was when Brooklyn played small, that's when they really was cutting up. Mm-hmm. When it was, when they had KD at the four and Claxton at the five, them niggas been cutting up. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I feel as though. As long as KD is on the floor, that team got a they, 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 that team has got a chance. Fuck around, put KD on Embiid, bro. Word. And and then it, it would work because you bring in Embiid out. You know, mm-hmm. Embiid ain't got no f- type of foot speed, so he's getting cooked. <laughs> yeah. But I think, man, I think the I, so you think if the Nets make it to the finals, whatever team they play in the West, they're just gonna smack. It's gonna be five max. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't see Jazz that. not getting more than one. No, nah, I, I know. I, if I'm, the Suns can probably get them two. I don't see three. So what about? I think the Clippers actually kind of match up. Well, yeah, well, the, well, I forgot about the Clippers because I got the Clippers going to. That'd be a six seven. That'd be a, okay. I'm about to say because I feel like the Clippers could probably match up with. Yeah, them. yeah, they yeah. they match up the best with them out the West. Yeah, are, are the Clippers going home tonight? No way. No way. I don't see it. I see a blowout. I see a blowout, bro. Yeah. They've been playing with these niggas, bro. Like fucking around, bro. Like I'm nah, looking at this shit. Like, I just bro, don't see Kawhi giving these that niggas shit away. Up, yeah, I don't see Kawhi giving that shit. And at I, home, I, I, I see, see PG having a big game today. Contrary yeah, to part. No, I do. That's that would be the X factor for me. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know about that guy. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. Just don't know, man. It's just it's yeah. just one of those things you just don't know. You know, like you don't know what Paul George is going to show up. But but if the Clippers lose, if the Clippers lose now, if the Clippers lose. Oh man, it's no excuses. I mean, there is no excuses. But the, you know the crazy thing I feel about the Clippers if they lose, I don't think anybody even care, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you, because I think Clippers <laughs> have gotten to Yikes. the point where it's. I feel like Clippers have gotten to the point as a franchise where these niggas are just so anonymous with just fucking shit up. That if they if they lost, people would just be like, "Well, it's just the Clippers being the Clippers," and I feel like it's real fucked up for Paul George because Paul George was once looked as a person who was a lead guy, yeah. a guy who could possibly be a, a a a you know the first option, and I was like, "Bro, niggas degrading you to like second or third option," and then people are degrading to the point where it's like, if Paul George has a fucked up game seven, it's like, "Oh, we expected that." 
you know, Paul George fuck up game seven. Okay, you know, that's expected. That's a real, that's kind of crazy from somebody who, you know, not too long ago was looked at somebody as a top, as a top option. And now it's uh, like, bruh, and now it's like, bruh, if you fuck up, nobody even like, it's expected. Yeah. That's crazy. But what do you think it is for Paul George? You think it was the, like, him leaving Indiana, like, and, and joining other people? You think, was that the right route up? For him to really take, or should he just stick stick to being like a on a team where he's just that nigga? No, I don't think that's wrong. I just think that you know, unfortunately. But when he was that nigga, he led a team to the conference finals. So that's the only thing that's kind of like mind blowing to me is like. But when he plays with other people, he just, it's just not like that. Yeah, it's not like it's true. I mean, it's been some game. They outside that game six, he hadn't had a bad game in the series. Their defense as a whole was just terrible. Yeah, they didn't know how to guard. It's just so like crazy. They, him and Kawhi was having some good games. Yeah. Their defense was just ass. And in game six, Paul George didn't really play good at all. At all. Game five was more so on Kawhi. No doubt. No doubt about that. That yeah. was on Kawhi. PG had a solid game five. Game six, it was flip-flop. It was like Kawhi sh- showed the fuck out. And PG was cool, but... See, that's, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be. Oh, he was just cool. Yes, oh, so that's he, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't like, be that. Yeah. It shouldn't be that. It, it I should, agree. It's from the guy who's that dominant that we've seen him be. Yeah. You know what I mean? To just be I'm in, expecting 30 today. That's on. what I'm saying. I'm like, expecting being a, mediocre yeah. is just like when is enough enough. So if they yeah. do lose this game, it's oh, like yeah, it's it's gonna get ugly. Like PG gotta go. Yeah, he already signed. But he just signed that Kawhi's gonna slide. I don't think so. I think he stays. I think he'll slide, bro. I think he'll slide. He'll look at the optics of things. He'll be like, bro. To go where? I mean, shit. Pat I, Beverly out of there. I'm telling you that. Yeah, well, he ain't be getting no more minutes this year. that nigga to China. <laughs> I like the way they've been sorry, Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson was hooping yesterday. Yeah, oh, well, not yesterday, but the game six. Yeah, Friday. So, so get, we'll be, see. We'll see. But yeah, ship, uh, we'll ship see. Kuzma to China. Ship <laughs> Reg, ship uh, Pat Bev to China. <laughs> You taking Jay? You want someone to Africa to get J Cole? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll swap it out. <laughs> if anything, J Cole at least give us you know he'll he'll you know the nigga might not even play, but fuck it, we got Cole on the <laughs> sideline. That's cool, you know. I'd rather have Cole on the sideline than Kuzma on the sideline. Shit, at least this nigga could perform halftime. Nigga, you can't even fucking hit a layup when we mm-hmm. need you, man. As a Laker fan, bro, I'm just like yo, I don't even know where we go from here because it's not like we particularly draft great. It's not like we, we, we. I mean, not not not. not I wouldn't say that we draft great. We just have horrible player development. So, would you say Drummond trade was a bust? The buyout, yeah, in a sense, because him and AD don't even play good together on the court. Like it's very congested in the lane. So, and he's not a player that's going to step out outside of his comfort zone. It's like, bro, you you are who you are at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's not like. Have has anybody ever seen Andre Drummond attempt to shoot anything outside fifteen feet? Never. I've seen it in Cleveland. And he probably missed. And he probably never shot that shit again. <laughs> so it's like, bro. In Cleveland, you can do whatever. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want in Cleveland, bro. <laughs> Somebody get Colin Sexton out of there though. This too, he he doesn't deserve to be there. But, yeah. but we'll definitely see how this shit unfold, mm-hmm. man. But we got anything else before we get up out of here? Man, let me just say this shit, man. Julio going to Tennessee is <laughs> is just crazy. Like I'm I'm not I like it. 
And I, I got tickets to the He's game. He's a Titan now? Yeah. yeah when this happened? This morning. We got little to oh, nothing. Oh, shit. We got little to nothing for this shit. Like a, second a second round pick. In the second round. It was sixth round in the second round or some shit like oh, that. Oh, they shouldn't have did that. He probably going to be extra motivated. He's like, out the bro. fucking conference. That's all I care about. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's out the conference. Niggas he ain't in, in my division, division no more. Like, what the fuck? He's in the old division now. He ain't in my now. division no more. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn, no got away. He a rookie. He ain't got to worry about going up against Julio. He's got to worry about Mike Thomas and Mike Evans. That, that, that's really doable, that's, that's, that's doable. You out the conference, I ain't got to see you twice a year no more. That's fucked up. You bro. gave my team <laughs> hell for what ten seasons. He would go to the team that I have tickets to go see. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> in your division now. <laughs> Damn, bro. So you, you got to go so you about, so you gonna be in attendance I'm when going, they play? I'm going to Tennessee. Oh shit! Who's your number one corner? <laughs> uh, I think right now will be more, but. He doesn't. He's not going to be able to match up. We're going to have to go with somebody tall, slender, yeah. and be able to be shifty. We can't have the little five, five eleven, yeah, no. five ten corners on these niggas. Like, yeah, you can have a heart as a lion, but this is fucking Julio Jones here, guys. And on the other side, you got fucking Derek, Brown, Derrick Henry. Yeah, not. You got everybody. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they got some weapons over yeah, there. Yeah, Tennessee. A, Tennessee is. Do you, how do y'all think Tennessee fares against Kansas City now? They're, everybody's in the same. That AFC is kind of is bubbling right now. So why do y'all feel like they? And then you still got Buffalo. I got yeah. them going to the so Super Bowl. How do you, you got Buffalo going? Buffalo man, Buffalo shaping up nice man. They they had a good run. I, I can see them. They just they're gonna continue on what they've been doing. You know what I'm I saying? I don't know who going out the NFC. That good. shit. Probably Tampa go back. Today's the first time I will actually say I question my GM. You know, in a in a very long time. Cause you wanted Julio. Nigga, a second round and a sixth round? Who wouldn't give yeah, that who up? Wouldn't give that up. That was, I feel like dog Atlanta gave this Atlanta gave this nigga up for less than nothing, bro. Shit, you remember I remember what they traded that draft to move up in the draft for him. They gave up like two future first. But you know when you, second mm-hmm. when, when, when that time to turn the page on, on people and, and situations, it's just that time. And ten years go by fast, bro. No, yeah. no dead ass. And you see the L's that the nigga been taking. He's he's done in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think AJ Brown and Julio is about to be crazy. This shit gonna be wild, bro. Yeah. AJ Brown and Julio is about to be mm-hmm. fucking bananas with with Fuck. fucking Derrick Henry back there. What? So you gonna, can't even load the box. Nah. Niggas are gonna be, be niggas are gonna be drafting Tanning Hill over AR. Bro, you cannot load the box That's versus crazy. the Titans, bro. That's crazy. One on ones with AJ and Julio on the corner. You can't load the box. No, you can't. You can't. Well, niggas getting smoked on that line, oh, boy. Oh, this this niggas niggas yeah, going we'll up. See. Niggas we'll about to get see. smoked on that shit. I need a shout out to Kilo, man. Yeah, man. You get you that after we get up out of here. What's shit, we, man? We got uh, any shout outs, man? Shit, man. Nah, just everybody just keep it smooth. Keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Where you at? Yes, Where you at? You know, yesterday or yesterday or today won't determine where you're going to be at tomorrow. So I just encourage everybody to keep that shit moving. Everybody keep it playing. And then, you know, do your thing, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. Big ups to everybody. Big up to the city. Big up to y'all. Your birthday's coming up. You know what I'm saying? So big ups to y'all. Um, big up Mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hope everything yeah. goes my dog. Yeah. Hope, you know, yeah and also, yeah, sh- if we shouting out the city, man, you know, I still know Charleston going through some shit right now. And, you know, but, you know, that's kind of how things work around here. You know, they'll have a, we'll have moments where it's just all hell break loose and then we'll have moments of common peace. So when, when we have moments of common peace, let's try to keep it that way, you know? Because yeah. it's damn sure shaping up to be a hot summer from everything going on. So yeah. I just want everybody to stay safe out there. 
Yeah, no doubt, man. Me and Mike, you want to be chilling watching the games, man. You know, that's can't that's move, be on that surgery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But big ups to everybody, man. Big ups to everybody. Big sure. ups. Make sure y'all subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Hell yeah, do work media. Yeah, big ups to everybody, man. Yeah, man. So like we said every week, man, if you hate anything on the show to get you in your feelings, always remember, we're just some messages. Yeah, for sure.